Hello and welcome to Token Minority Report on Unsafe Space. I am your minority, Beverly J. Clark, and today is Thursday, July 14th, 2022. And here with me tonight is my co-host, the ivory to my ebony, Alex Maselli. Hi. <laughs> I, I swear you're trying to like make me laugh <laughs> as I come on. Like <laughs> that that's the goal. <laughs> it kind of is, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I know I'm not quite i are quite ebony enough though but i am getting darker with all the sunlight that i i'm getting tan i'm getting too tan <laughs> i never go outside it's never yeah even if i did go outside i'd be slathered in freaking sunscreen and it's not because i burn i don't i actually i am i am italian so i fucking tan like crazy Ooh. but i'm like i don't i don't want the you know skin damage that's what mm-hmm. i'm doing like, about. Yeah. that's what we were talking last week too about how I'm supposed to be using moisturizer and I don't, but it's yeah. in my lotion. It says moisturizing lotion, so I, I thought that's good enough. It like I don't know like if you have like really bad dry skin, you do need to get something like that's like higher end. I know I have dry skin, so I I use right. like really like thick. <laughs> moisturizing lotion so um i mean that's just my advice but All let's right, not i'll try let's not talk too much about skincare products. these are the things that people need to know skincare products for the boys dry skin uh other than that how are you doing um i'm doing okay i uh I, 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 like every day I just have like ear pressure pain. So I'm, I'm annoyed. Um, yeah. like, I, I don't know how to make it go away. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. And is it still the seasonal? You believe that it's more in the allergy I think it is. side of things? But, uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's always super busy. <laughs> mm, yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> My old roommate in college, he would get really, really bad seasonal allergies in the summer. Like he would just get so tired. He'd yeah, literally, like he'd have to sleep and stuff. Or like he might take. And finally, I was like, "Why don't you take like allergy medicine?" And he just apparently had never heard of the concept of it. Or got him like the Claritin type stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Wow, I feel a lot better." But he spent years of his life miserable. <laughs> That's hilarious and terrible. And so sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I mean, most antihistamines have a tiring effect, but if you're already suffering, like enough, mm-hmm. if you're already sleeping, yeah, like, and it made them feel better. And I, there are some too that don't make you sleep. I think you got like the daytime yeah. kind. So it was just like, oh, it's not going to make you that drowsy. But even if it does, at least you're not like miserably, maybe you're happily sleeping. So. Like for me, I would prefer to go without allergens, you know, allergy medicines. But then like if something is going on where like one of my eyes is literally like growing a hive on the eyeball, I'm like, <laughs> all right, it's time for those pills. And like, or like I, I'm planning on going outside and working on the garden, then definitely I have to have mm. allergy meds because I'm allergic to every plant in existence, it seems. <laughs> but you have a garden that seems hazardous Uh, so like most of the wild plants in arizona i'm allergic to but like if i but most of the stuff that you would garden for like food and stuff is not out like most people don't have allergies to those to the blooms in those so 
It's just, but you've chosen to, and you say that you love living in the desert and. You know what? It's <laughs> but worse. It's worse because I tell you, I used to live in Kansas. It was worse there because I'm allergic to grass. You know what? There's not a lot here of grass. You know oh. There's a lot everywhere else in the world. Yeah. Grass. Okay. I didn't know you were allergic to grass. That makes <laughs> way more sense now. Although I'll still say, uh, continue with what I said on Monday is that Antarctica is a desert and doesn't have, you know, it's not plagued with grass, at least yeah. to the same extent. Yeah. <laughs> I know lots of people moved here, moved to Arizona because oh, yeah, of Rip Rascal. and, mm-hmm. and uh, asthma, but then they brought a bunch of plants with them. Like olive trees are not native to Arizona, but people planted them all over the fucking state and they are the biggest allergen, like the biggest, like most common allergen is really olive trees and they're everywhere in Arizona. It's now actually, and it's been illegal for a while to plant, um, olive trees that can bloom like you can play you can you know there are olive trees like genetically modified that don't bloom but like if you plant because they're terrible they're absolutely awful. i didn't know that oh okay yeah. okay um, not everyone's allergic to them but it's one of the most common allergies especially for the like arizona population <laughs> and now i think someone's just like intentionally trying to kill you guys so yeah, I know. It's like, oh, stop bringing okay. your damn plants here. All oh, these see? people who move here and plant grass, like, you jerks. <laughs> <laughs> and people in chat, see, they're, they're talking about skincare stuff, coconut oil for skin and hair, which is, I do have coconut oil, so I should use that. Mo it says seems like buttercream. Buttercream. It seems like three years ago, there was this huge coconut oil craze. People were like, put it on your skin, put it in your hair, put it in your food, eat it every day. <laughs> it's like, what is this? Like, I don't know. I forget why I have, well, I get other things too. Sometimes it's when you do like home remedies, and especially for the animals where it's like, get all these. So I have like different oils and stuff and oh, I don't yeah. even know why I have. And then cooking and for cooking oil too, because we just have like certain like, oh, you want this flavor for blah, blah, blah. Because my boyfriend will want to experiment with stuff. So, so we've sense. got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I... Oh, Rear Braskell also says I had to wear a bandana over my face as a kid mowing the lawn. Oh, and goggles. Because <laughs> the grass. Yeah, get rid of the grass, though. But hello, everyone in chat. We have Mo, Rib Rascal, Tree Surgeon, JB. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to start. What are we talking about today? We've got Thor. We've got the Terminalist, and we have the boys, and then we yes. and a couple maybe smaller subjects in between that. But this is a lot. We, we usually can only handle two subjects anyway. So yeah, <laughs> quickly about some of these Which things. Which is why uh, we didn't watch all of the Terminalists. So no spoilers yeah. in chat, please. Yeah, we yeah, watched no, the first episode. Villain <laughs> episode one. We are going to spoil everything about uh, about Thor and the boys, though. <laughs> So, yes. At least what are. I even remember. Oh boy, look at this spam in chat. How do I... Are you tired of being alone? <laughs> <laughs> I I can't even remove it from StreamYard, can I? No, you have I to do it from it... Oh wait, no, it says I could put user in timeout or block user. Put user in timeout. Let's try that. I should just block it, but I want to see. Okay, we'll see if how long that's I'm gone for. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am tired of being alone. <laughs> Thank you. 
did we uh, get a chance to listen to Poe's album? I have not. Uh, no. Well, Carter bought you the album, right? But he has not sent it to me yet. Oh, okay. So. Like, yeah, like, I, I mean, I still need to finish reading the book, but I'll take the album <laughs> too, Carter. How far are you? But uh, not much farther than I was during book club. It's going to be, it's my year-long project. <laughs> It is when a very I long, complicated novel. Like, yeah, sure. and again, I still, a lot of the times, my hands are, are taken by holding a duck's legs down to the ground. So <laughs> cannot, yeah. It's just, uh, I know it's a yeah. weird thing to as an excuse, but it is the truth. Okay. <laughs> oh, Mo is here for the menstruation discussion. Well, we can also discuss that, so. Um, but yeah, the Poe, Carter says he really liked Poe's album and that it's, you know, it's all, if you listen to the whole thing, like it's a full story or something and, oh, hello, cool hand Luke. Thank you for the super chat, but it's empty. So (laughs) some some air and space. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Johnny Boy Quickshaw says, okay, I didn't see TMI listed on the unsafe channel before almost missed you guys oh see yeah uh i i firmly believe that youtube does not like at least this show in particular because we say naughty things and and play videos that we're not supposed to and talk about menstruation (laughs) (laughs) okay johnny boy quick jail i'm still trying to say your full name because that's what you said before uh, we're supposed to call you um uh, we have not gotten into anything yet so you've missed nothing but talking about skincare (laughs) Yeah, no, nothing's been missed so far. Just a sil- some few silly jokes. Um, <laughs> I am <okay>. hilarious. <laughs> uh, but, what, but let's talk Thor. Um, I, I watched Thor. it last Friday. Yeah, and okay. you watched it like yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. I, all right, I think I'm going to, I have to ask for your opinion first because I, I would just do like a quick, like, what did you think of it first? I thought it was somewhat disappointing. I felt like the, especially because I liked Ragnarok so much. Like for me, Ragnarok was like the best Thor movie and one of the better MCU movies in a while, just because it was enjoyable and it included a lot of character growth for both Thor and Loki. Um, But then watching like, uh, and the jokes were good and everything, but then uh, Love and Thunder is kind of like some of the jokes just kind of fell flat for me, like a lot of them actually. And oh. then, and I didn't really feel like we were getting the same quality of character growth we got in Ragnarok. So I was less interested. Like, and it, the funny thing was, is that talking about Chris Pratt, he had the funniest joke in the whole movie, I felt like, when he said, someday I hope you can feel as shitty as I do. do I yeah. laughed so hard at that one because he, he played it so understated. And I think that was the problem is that like a lot of the jokes were like like really over the top delivery. For, and I'm not like, I wasn't there for it. I was like, dude, like you don't have to go this hardcore with your like, delivery of the joke if the joke is actually funny like you could pull back some and I kind of feel like they didn't have that quality this time okay I I kind of expected you to say that like this is <laughs> like I think that's what Alex's take is going to be on this and I've seen like people on both the left and the right like it's getting bad reviews people hate it, it for like various reasons and all that too 
So I'm on the opposite side of everyone ever when I say I freaking loved that movie. <laughs> it was hilarious. It was the humor was totally up my alley. I think and because I love it, it reminded me of like Talladega Nights, the Tropic Thunder, like going in when I go see a Taika Waititi film like I expect to laugh like that's all I'm going for is that like it will make me laugh and I laughed the entire time and I understand that humor is not for everyone but like it was it was so silly and it was just like so over the top with the performances like I think intentionally that because it had this like comic book thing where like some of the stuff too like even like the goats in it were like in the comics so then they brought oh, that the in and they fired on me really oh quick. no i fired them so fast i never got i laughed every <laughs> single time it happened every time it cracked me up <laughs> i not me it, it like and it's so weird that you mentioned tropic thunder because that's one of my favorite movies of all time like honestly it is i think it's so wonderfully done and like there's so many different brands of comedy in Tropic Thunder, though. Like, mm. it's it's got such a spread of performances in it. So, like, I mean, I mean, what? How do you, you have Jack Black and Robert Downey Jr.? Those are completely different comedian actors. You know, I felt like everyone was kind of like the same in Love and Thunder. Really? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I agree with that because they because they all had yeah it had the same like oh we're we're just taking this not seriously though like it very much was I, I don't, to me I guess I see it uh, I think I've suck sorry I don't have these thoughts my, my brain is running too fast I saw a lot of complaints of, of for various reasons online and some of them were like oh this isn't seem like a superhero movie or like this is different than blah blah, blah. and I'm like yeah it is, and and I'm okay with that because I don't want all the same Marvel the movies to, to all feel the same. And I think sometimes when you have like the Avengers, like here's this big epic stuff that's going on, I think it this was a good palate cleanser where I'm like I'm just going in for some goofiness. May and I don't know maybe some of the stuff that they might like if they're in the back like we got to see all the gods and stuff. Maybe they will play a bigger role. Maybe Zeus is going to do something where it was just like oh maybe this is building up to something in like a really you know a distant way for now like they weren't trying too hard with it but i just kind of sequel tweet teased or whatever with the hercules moment and i'm like you guys um, did that at the end of guardians of the galaxy 2 and then never did anything with it oh like, i forgot about that Adam. Like, yeah yeah <laughs> it was almost exactly the same where it was like some person in mostly gold <laughs> Yes, yeah. I totally forgot like, about that in it. But, uh, I was like, I'm going to get back at them using this guy. And I was like, that's the same scene. You literally did the same thing. <laughs> don't do the thing you did last time where you don't do anything about it. Though. Yeah, the post-credits one, that was kind of like, eh, whatever. But <laughs> I don't know. I And again, too, like I, I expected like my boyfriend and I are like the only people who went in like man this movie was great because there's just so much hate on it from from all sides but it was just i don't know like i i think taika waititi is hilarious so he just goes in for for like the jokes because i'll see people talking about how like oh this was we can get into like the woke topics or like this was so woke because of the the gayness or because of white of them being anti-white male like i saw people commenting on how like because of how they treated thor and the gods and that they were like against white men i'm like well, I, I, maybe but that just seemed very 
seemed like a stretch because it didn't it wasn't like in your face about be it just seemed like yeah here are gods who are out of touch with like the common people i felt like thor was too much of a of a buffoon for too long in the movie that was like if that's as woke as i felt it was except for the whole king um valkyrie thing because my problem with king valkyrie which is what i said when they announced it is the fact that there have been regent queens throughout history in monarchs they're still called queen but they're queen regent instead of queen consort i'm like this is historically illiterate and it's stupid you're not even acknowledging the fact that qe2 is the regent of england for fuck's sake like <laughs> like don't be like that to me was like overplaying it like they pretty much made her the ruler of asgard like in endgame or whatever and i didn't have a problem with that i didn't because thor was never very good at the idea of being like a state monarch or whatever like he didn't really fit his character so him not being king didn't matter to me her being the leader didn't matter to me but the fact that they literally call her king is stupid that's just dumb no matter what the reasons are it's dumb if it's a woke reason it's dumb it wouldn't have to be woke. It could be for some other reasons. Like, just, you don't know history. And that's still dumb. <laughs> I'm trying to, and I I understand that. Like, and I, the part of me, like, really agrees with that, too. But then there's, like, a small part of me where, because I'm trying to think of, like, pre-woke times before I ever, like, thought about any of this stuff where I was just kind of, like, I like the title of king. And maybe, and I think sometimes, too, I think of it in, like, the like cards where I'm like, well, if the title of king, that's that's a higher card than queen. So when they people talk about like you're the king, I think photo bombing was my specific thing that I always think about. That one's just like, oh, if you're going to be the king of photo bombing, they're like queen, you're going to be. That's like in cards, it's lesser. And I would say that oh, I'd rather be the ace of photo bombing though, because that's the highest card. So in my brain, sometimes I wasn't always thinking about it like a gendered thing. It was just like here's the title, and especially in card form. So. But I and I totally understand why it's also stupid. But then there's just like this little part of me too that I'm like I, I don't know. It's also something, especially in like, in, in if it were done for like like a funny reason where it was like not done seriously, but like oh I just wanted the title of king because I think it's hilarious kind of kind of thing. I think that mm-hmm. is probably what I would be doing if it were me. Where like oh mm-hmm. I just want that for the lulls. But <laughs> but obviously they were doing it. I think that's for some woke reason and I still am unclear exactly why. I love that because this is the problem with being progressive. This is what tree surgeon says. They call her king because men are better than women and so are our titles. Yeah, that's what I was thinking that it's like, okay, well you're admitting to the men being better than That's what it sounds else. like yeah, when you say something like that. Last time, and then we, when they, whichever movie it was that they gave her the title of king, though, I was like, yeah, well, then you're, it's the same thing, I guess, with trans stuff, too, where it's like you're either admitting that one thing is better than the other or like, the, like they, they just go back and forth with, with that all the time. So, yeah, and you're saying that kings, and, and that's kind of what I'm saying, too, at least like in the card form, where I'm just like, yeah, the title <laughs> of like king is a higher, it's a more worthy card. Um, but, I just think it's funny because, like, very few monarchs completely, monarchies completely ignored the female lineage. Like, very few. Like, France was one of them. Uh, Russia was not a lineage, in fact. 
So if the king died, the queen, whether or not she was a foreigner, was then in control. Mm. Like, so it's like, to me, I'm sort of like, you're be you're like ignoring like a lot of history on like to get and you and like you said they don't do anything where they say anything about it they just say she's king and they don't that's how they refer to her there's no they don't set up any kind of asgardian history as to why she might be called king or anything or a joke like none of that like i so to me it feels really weak it's just Mm -hmm. weak yeah, yeah, because yeah, they just didn't give any reason. It was like, oh, unless it's just, again, it'd be a history thing that like Asgard just happens, whoever's in charge, the title is just king. Like, that is how we do it. That is the rule. Like, if they, even if they just, just said that in like a throwaway line, like, okay, I'll buy that. Yeah, I would buy it too, because it's a completely different, like, made up freaking thing. Like, whatever. Right. Well, <laughs> along those lines, that's how I'll say, like, the people. Uh, uh, being either upset about the the gayness in it or mm-hmm. uh, or not enough or too much because <laughs> there are people on both sides. I'll say that I didn't think it was that uh, there, there was that much to it because it was just Valkyrie. She They mentioned that she had an ex-girlfriend. They showed her kissing the hand of some woman, but she was also checking out Thor's naked body. And mm-hmm. And then, so like that was it for her. And I just thought like, okay, like, well, I already, I thought she, they referenced that she was, bisexual in a previous movie or if they didn't kind of just assume that anyway though like <laughs> I wasn't surprised like it just kind of got the vibe so <laughs> I, I don't remember if they had or not so it was just like yeah okay like that that makes sense to me because she had a bunch of sisters and all like they had this there was a lot of women stuff going well, on now like when Cork is talking to her at one point and mentions her girlfriend who's deceased or whatever, that scene, I was like, ah, yes, this is the perfect moment that you can cut out of this movie so you can sell it in countries that don't like oh, homosexuality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, but then you get to tell Western countries that, hey, we said it, she's gay. Yeah, and I was they? like, this is... That they kind I, of... Th- I yeah. Hate, I hate that about Disney, how they can... Like, this two-faced quality, like I would have more respect for them if they were like, these characters are gay and they're going to stay that way no matter where we distribute Mm -hmm. the movie. Like I would have more respect for that, but they don't, but they do this game. Well, I always, I was bothered with that with like anime too, like uh, depending on when they get brought over to be dubbed, when they they come to four kids, especially, or uh, Deke. But then they edited out a lot of homosexual characters in there too, and and then and as I got older and watching it or like reading stuff about it or watching the subs, I'm like oh yeah, that makes sense. Like this, they really took that out, and then but and I was bothered by like you changing the characters. Like this isn't what they were supposed to do or what they were intending. So I always hated that. Like I want to know what the original thing is supposed to be. But um, for Valkyrie, you're right. Yeah, that does make sense of like. Because I, I just thought like this, the scene seems unnecessary, like that they jumped over here and they didn't, they just kind of did a little character building, but it wasn't that worthwhile. The thing with Cork, yeah. though, I Ooh. also, so I was saying that with the, as far as like the world building of it too, like if they establish Asgard, I just thought, because Korg mentioned how he, he's like, oh, my, my father's blah, blah, blah. And then like when, when you hold hands over the, the lava for a month and then you have a, have a baby son. And I thought, and that explanation there, that sounds like 
they're all males of his species, that they don't have females and this is how it's done. So I was like, okay, like I'm fine with that. Like that makes sense as far as if that's how the species, this is an alien species, that's how you uh, are able to to um, have your progeny. <laughs> like, Well, and like to me, like also in, the, in that regard, it's like what language is Korg actually supposed to be speaking that he's saying father and he and whatever like there is that quality to it too because there's the the old star trek next generation there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on like where there's species that have different um like weird mating things like oh there's a person with a third gender or there's uh an a gen like a, a genderless society um and those those episodes are fine they're good in fact and um because they're they're more about not like punishing people for being who they are which i'm totally always cool with that being the message it's just that this the problem like and i didn't even have a problem with that scene about cord and his father and how to have babies i didn't think it was like all that important to the story though like there was, like, it was super cute though like i thought it was <laughs> Even their explanation of just like how a child is born is they hold hands for a month and then <laughs> like then the rock baby is like grows in the lava or whatever it was. And I just thought that's super cute. <laughs> well, and I this is what I said though about why I felt like the dynamic between Thor and Jane is not as interesting as the dynamic between Thor and Loki in Ragnarok is yeah. because every major character moment relationship moment between thor and loki has been on screen over years over several movies we've seen all the most important moments of them together we did not see thor and jane break up she was mostly like a throwaway line mm -hmm. for I quite forgot a while that she was a character and like when i saw three like <laughs> I, I didn't even remember her yeah and then and then so then they like have to do this thing where they show them together and how their relationship worked and how they broke up or whatever and i'm and it was a throwaway line in ragnarok that they broke up mm -hmm. and the problem is is that then like you have to do all this extra work to show us their relationship and i'm sort of like this is like contrived. Like you could say literally anything at that point about how the relationship oh. worked, which is why it wasn't as impactful. I'll say as that. Yeah. Nothing was impactful. I, I don't, that's why I took this movie very, like, I don't, it's not about character development. It's not about, it was just about doing silly things because that's why I loved seeing the flashbacks of those, uh, of the relationship too. Like, it was so goofy where they just had them like, oh, this is what we're doing. We're rollerblading and Mjolnir, like they had, they were in a line and they had Mjolnir leading the way. And it was just, I think it's, I always love seeing that kind of thing. Like at the beginning too, they did it again with, with Guardians of the Galaxy, like, oh, Thor's crazy adventures. And they just showed like weird things going on. And you're just like, why? where do we get to watch this movie? Like, how, what is <laughs> I always love that in TV shows where they're like, here's uh, here are flashbacks to episodes that never happened. But it's just like, I want to see this. But like, it's hilarious. So to me, yeah. I thought the flashback thing, like oh, they had to do it because you didn't get to see that development or anything in previous movies but the I love the way they did it because it was just so like obnoxiously like here's the, the like silly in your face uh flashback scene montages and uh but again that's just like my humor 
The thing is, though, is that I do think the movie was attempting to be impactful emotionally because the climax is about Thor um, and uh, Jane's love and how important love actually is over revenge or anything else. Because one of Thor's... So they're trying. They were trying. um, Which I think the subtlety of, of... what happened with Loki and Thor and Ragnarok was better. And, but like, mm-hmm. I think Taika Waititi's Ragnarok is the best Thor movie. Like, I, like I'm not saying that he's not capable of right. making a, an amazing movie. Totally was. I Thor Ragnarok was really good for that in character development and showing their relationships, especially for coming in so late to a series. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It was yeah. impressive. The work he wish- did. I would like to see what he would have done with the first two as well and, and to see. But I I don't know. Again, I know that everyone in on the internet will disagree with me, but this was one of my favorite, my favorite Thor, maybe because, again, I just love like the silliness of, of it all. And uh, it's up there as like favorite Marvel movie too, though. Because I, it's, I don't know. It was just totally my jam. Like I, uh, I'll want to get to the, what was the other thing? Oh, I guess I, I, more on the like the expectations of woke stuff. That first was Jane with her character. Like as as big spoilers here for the mighty Thor. I expected her. I thought that it was going to be like woman power. Like here's she's dying of cancer. She's getting on this. Like I thought. I thought the plot was going to be about her taking over as like Thor in the in the movie series. Like here we go, we're going to go and um, she's going to end up and he's going to go off somewhere and she's going to be in the movies now, and then they killed her off and i i i didn't actually expect i thought like oh well the second they showed that she had cancer i was like oh they're gonna kill her yeah well that's what i i kept wondering i was like are they gonna because i thought the woke thing was gonna come into play where i was just like are they really gonna do this or are they going to say that she's that she's a woman so she's too strong she's gonna beat it somehow so i just kept (laughs) thinking they're gonna twist and do it that way and i'm like no they really did it a more realistic thing like stage four you're not getting out of that with science, like maybe magic, but if you don't do that, you're not pulling that off. Well, see, if you, like, I already knew, like, that Jane Foster with cancer picking up the hammer, it, the hammer makes her cancer worse. Like, that's uh, okay. a comic book storyline. Um, I don't like, I didn't like it in the comic book when, when Jane Foster picked up the hammer and became the mighty Thor, because it's like, Thor isn't a title, it's his name. I know, (laughs) I hated the name, that was the thing that bothered me the most, it's like, why are you Thor now, like, just because you, if, if Mjolnir cares about, like, you're not worthy for, to hold me, like, okay, then that matters, but, like, Thor was born Thor, it wasn't, unless they were, like, we know that you are going to be worthy of this of this item so we're naming this is the title that the wielder has and we're naming you this thing because that is the, uh, but that wasn't a st- like i think it's just his name so i yeah that was my cool. biggest annoyance and then also and this is kind of i'm i'm a little mad at waititi for the uh taika waititi for this is that he said in ragnarok that thor was not did not get his powers from the hammer uh first of all hella carried the hammer before him uh, right. that's canon yeah, yeah. within that that uh movie but then like he literally like his dad says to him what are you Thor, the god of hammers because the point is is that the hammer is not where he gets his power and then they and then like but 
it's where she's getting power i'm like very confused here true like, yeah 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 or is it not powered because he, he has the it? power without it he's got a different thing and he's and yeah he oh yeah that's a good point so uh, i'm like uh, like I'm, I was a little upset with him for not getting his own story continu- continuity. I was like, "Come on, man!" That's my um, fault for not rewatching the previous Thor's before this one. So, oh yeah, and then like the sudden introduction that Mjolnir and, but especially Stormbreaker have like sapience. Oh, they're sentient. Yeah, and they can get jealous of each other and stuff. I was like, "Why are you?" You didn't like that. I I I thought it was funny, but at the same time, I was like, "You didn't set this up like many movies ago." (laughs) I'm not sure if it was just me that I expected it because. I was also like, they just stole this from my D&D campaign because I've been doing this for years. I already have my, they already have like multiple items that have either like semi-sentience where they're like they were in Thor and some of them outright are able to speak. So I already have a sword that gets jealous of whenever his wielder is like talking to like, you know, with another weapon or other people too. Like, so he just outwardly gets mad about it and they always, so they're essentially dating. Two things. One, there's a there's a boyfriend dungeon game that I played once that made me <laughs> die of laughter. Where the swords are also people, and like you, you're a wielder. The player is a wielder, so you're like wielding the these people, and you have to like date the swords. Yep, that's and what then, my character's doing. Yeah, and it's really funny. But then uh, the other thing that it reminds me of is the Netflix um, uh, Puss in Boots TV show. There's one episode. It, I loved that show. That show was so funny, by the way. It's not um, who did the voice of Antonio Banderas. It's mm. someone else doing the voice of Puss. But it's so funny because there's an episode where a like talking sword shows up, and it's played by the guy uh, from Sliders, and he was Gimli on Lotra. I cannot remember his name. Um, I don't, I, uh, but like he. <laughs> He's always he choo- he does not choose Puss in Boots to wield him. He chooses the girl cat Dulcinea, and at one point she's like making sandwiches, um, and he's he's uh, the sword's trying to get her attention. So it's like Dulcinea, 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 and Puss is like, "Are you going to answer that?" And <laughs> like it's phone ringing. It that. That, well, that's why I say that I love that show. That show has so many great jokes because, uh, but yeah, it, those are the two things oh. that reminds me of about like John Reese Davies. Yes. Okay. That's what I was going to say. I was going to list the name because I'm not sure which one it is. I, for, yeah. I forgot about John Reese Davies. Yeah. I love him. I think he's like really funny and very talented. And yeah, I've been watching yeah. him back since the slider days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forget how I know. I knew him in other stuff too because I never watched or I don't remember Sliders. Oh, Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, this, so the sentient thing, I, I just the way they did it, though, like I understand the, the, like, okay, they didn't set this up in the previous films at all. Uh, but I just, even like the way, the way that like, the, the scenes were done where like, uh, Thor is like jealous. He's watching Jane and Mjolnir, and he's just like staring at it and trying to call call him like quietly, like hold his hand up and do it. And then this, then it just pans over, or like Storm, uh, what's it called again? Storm uh, uh, Breaker, Storm Breaker, right? Yeah, Stormbreaker just like 
slowly slides into view on, on the <laughs> shot and there's oh hey buddy like every time that i did that like he, and and that stormbreaker got so jealous that he stopped working properly that he was just like i'm not doing this and uh and he just kept going like chaotic like well now we can't fly around because your sword's just mad at you like and I guess because it, I, I was really, I could really relate to that because that's a lot of time, like what's happened with my D&D campaign too, where it's like, nope, not doing this right now. And, and he has like the, an obnoxious voice. <laughs> there was that, like, what did you, I want to, I want to talk about the ending, but I also want to talk about Christian Bale. Like, I really like Christian Bale. I think he's a very good actor, but Gore, like, did not land with me. Like, first of all, I couldn't understand him. Yeah, like, was, there like, were multiple times talking. where I'm like, what did he say? Yeah, I was like, he's talking. What is he saying? I don't know. <laughs> I always have captions on whenever I watch anything at home. And so I was just in the Me theater. Too. I'm like, I wish I had cap. I wish that they did that here because I'm, I don't know. And then, so, and I felt bad about that because I know he's, he's always like very good with his performances, but I don't think he cares about being distinguishable because most of the time he does a lot of movies where it's like, mm -hmm. you gotta have captions on to understand Christian Bale like it's kind of unfortunate um yeah partially because he, just, he could sing understandably <laughs> he, he does a lot of Nolan films and Nolan is notorious for not giving a shit about whether or not you can understand people can understand <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> whatever no one's here to listen to dialogue right let's do this and it's like uh, I hate that I uh, like I'm so sick of the bad audio editing for movies and I was, I did watch something where a lot of audio editors were talking about why that was. And one of the reasons why is that they're not, they're like the redheaded stepchild on set. Like they, they're like, we need a mic here to catch what they're saying. And they say, no, because it'll cast a shadow over here. And we don't want that. And they're like, oh, we need a new take because we couldn't understand them. It was not, it didn't work. And they're like, no, we're moving on. And it's mm -hmm. like, that's shitty. Like, I and then they're like doing the best they can in post, but you can only do so much in post if like all your takes suck. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. Anytime people in, in filming stuff, you're like, oh, we'll fix it in post. Like, stop saying that. Never say that. You want to do what you can in the recording I mean, because like it's so much harder later on. Uh, yeah. It's like, you, yeah. If it's sometimes you have to, like, sometimes that's just what, like, and you, and you do what you can in post, but like, you always, always try to do what you can in, in actual production. <laughs> Especially when you don't have like films, you're not like waste. It's not like, oh, we don't have enough film or we can't like we're all digital now. So yeah, there's no excuse for like materials. <laughs> mm -hmm, right. Oh, I'm running out of space on this card. <laughs> oh, get a new card. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know you got a giant stack of them. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So other like small things in the movie too, like I, I don't know. They're just, again, with the performances, like they were intentionally over the top or just weird. Like at the beginning where, where the King Yakan or whatever it was, where Thor was with the guardians and they were, they had whatever motorcycle aliens that were attacking. <laughs> I, I don't even remember what the dialogue was, but like Thor was talking to the King, like the King's like kind of upset, but his character was just so strange where he was like, I'm standing here and the way I'm talking, like, Oh, we're upset about this thing. And Thor was like reassuring or said something weird. And the King was just like, 
oh. And it was like a weird reaction, like just like the delivery of that, oh, was like, oh, this is uncomfortable. Like, why did he say it like that? And I just, so there were just so many moments to me that, that the movie had with just like, oh, the, I, I, yeah, again, I just saw it as just super silly because even with Sif or something whenever she, like he, Thor came across her dying in in battle and so she's like well at least mm-hmm. I'll get to go to Valhalla and he's like, well you survived the battle like you know you're, you're dying afterwards so you're not going to actually get to go and she's like oh shit and so then she wants to to <laughs> I live have a question about that moment because he because, says that and then Jane then, goes to Valhalla at the end and then, not only that but Odin died in like the most moment of peace you could possibly die in. He literally made peace with both his sons. I was yeah. like, this is not battle. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, did he not go to Valhalla? No. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, I noticed that line too. And I was wondering, like, oh, is that true or is Thor just wrong? Like, maybe he's like, that's just what they're told. And, the, and so maybe Valhalla is just, you know, like an, as a or different maybe he version just of heaven. doesn't want Sif to give up okay. in that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> But uh, so like there, yeah, there were like little things like that where I'm like, oh, here's this continuity error that I within the movie that I noticed again. I can't remember anything before this movie, so. <laughs> uh, so I just. Well, um, it was funny when they get to the eternity place and everything, and he's opening it, and the kids are there. One of my thoughts was, first of all, when did Thor get the ability to give? powers to I know yeah. <laughs> yeah I was like this is a, quite a deus ex machina over here so yeah really um but then I took it that it's like oh it's where uh, it's just this is fun like I'm gonna I'll give leeway that this is just ridiculous and, and maybe that was intentional too like yeah now I have this power this is what <laughs> we're doing here because then it was just like now we get to see a bunch of little children fighting epically against these monsters it was just like my immediate thought though was oh child soldiers great (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i'm like oh awkward but i like seeing like the rabbit shooting laser beams out of its eye and stuff too i'm like okay this is ridiculous but i'm i'm with you here i accept this uh but like after as as like he's trying to open eternity i was like have one of the kids like run in front of him just kids are fast and get in and there yeah. make a wish like and and have it be something stupid like ice cream because the, and i felt like that would have been more like in line with how the tone was working in the movie they, they, yeah yeah happened. if you just get cut off and then everyone's like oh Okay, and then yeah. you just, yeah, so everyone loses except for this child. Like, yes, actually, yes. I think that would have been great. I thought too <laughs> when we were going in there when so we're in the inter- eternity place, and I was I was saying to my boyfriend like, why wouldn't he just wish for his daughter to come back? Like, like your wish is to destroy all gods when you can. This is a ninth level spell wish in D and D. Like, and you can <laughs> wish for anything. And then you're, and so, and I was glad that they at least brought it up too. And we were just like, hey, instead of being evil, like you can do, that. and I'll accept he was cursed by an evil sword. So like maybe your brain's not the only thing you needed to have like your humanity brought into it. So like I was, I'll give a little leeway there too. But so I was glad they at least like acknowledged like, Oh, I didn't consider this. I hadn't thought about that. I did appreciate that, that as well, because too often in Marvel movies, the bad guy is doing something really dumb and the hero never points out why he's dumb. Like black Panther was really bad. 
in that like black panther would not like open his fucking mouth and talk and mm-hmm. like to, to for anything like there were a lot of points where i was like move those lips and you'll totally make this situation less horrible but he wouldn't and, and it was really contrived but i appreciated it i like no one ever said to thanos your plan is stupid because population growth will go back up it's gonna yeah this is not a permanent solution this at least if you do that like include in your wish that people can't procreate anymore or something to or only certain that that there's always a limit to yeah he did not think that all the way through I, i thought that was so dumb and then uh so to me i really like that was one of my big like they were t- plenty of points in infinity war where people were face to face with thanos and talking to him and could have said to him population growth is not something you can just magically make go away like you're going to kill half the people but then they're going to come back in like two generations like you're not going to fix this um honestly though what happened in infinity war would have been an extinction level event on the on earth but most, you know, was a, the rest of the universe probably would have gotten back to normal. Like, and even when he was going around just killing half of populations, it's like they're gonna come back. Mm-hmm. With, they're gonna have babies. It's right. a thing yeah. that happens when you lose everything else and you've got nothing else to do. There's only so much that they have available. Someone's gonna go screw. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what happens a lot, though. Like, well, I'm yeah. bored. Also, uh, mm, says the DM is going to exploit any poor wording choices when you cast Wish in D&D, though, to make sure it's not too OP. Yes, that's true. I will I'll do. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll uh, troll my players anytime, like with anything when they do, like sometimes they'll do bits and stuff where they're just like joking about like, mm, now you said this, this is canon now. This is what happened. So we're rolling with it. <laughs> I've given them like mini wishes, like because I think there was a genie and they gave him like a small wish. And I remember them, they were discussing what to wish for. And most of the group wanted uh, like infinite sandwiches. And so, but then they were like, what will that mean though? Is that mean that like the sandwiches just keep coming forever? Is it just one long sandwich that will just keep coming out of something? And so then they're like trying to figure out like wording for things. It's like, we have to be careful. Uh, and I'm like whatever it is anytime like if I can pick up on anything to mess with them I will <laughs> the wish or anything else they're like oh you misspoke here well uh, tree surgeon says every environmentalist thinks they're Thanos these days and that's yeah. actually one of the reasons why I'm yeah. mad about Infinity War and the fact that no one told him that he was wrong and why he was wrong is because uh a lot of people agreed with Thanos and thought, and no one on screen ever explained why he was wrong. And I was like, you, mm, this is a very popular movie. Environmentalism is a fad right now. This is very bad. Like it's mm-hmm. like it has a bad social effect. Um, and I'm not, I, I'm not even saying like, I, I, I'm not usually the one who say like, Oh, don't, you know, uh, don't say things like I'm, I'm not that person, but I'm sort of like you needed to have better writing to respond to it. Like, because everybody was just saying, you're insane. And you know, like he, he was, but he was also stupid. That's the more important part. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. yeah that's fair. Totally, totally fair. Um, oh, no fun. No hope also asks, was this Thor better or worse than Ragnarok with Jeff Goldblum? Um, well, Alex really loved Ragnarok. Are you saying Goldblum? 
I don't know what your if you liked Goldblum in there. And I, this did have Russell Crowe as Zeus. I liked. I thought the cameos. I I did really like. You know, you had Guardians at the beginning with them. With all the, oh, also with the line where you're like, oh, you feel shitty and you want you want it mm-hmm. since you like that line. There was the part too where he's uh where he, um he's trying to like. What's his name? What's Chris Pratt's character's name? I'm blanking out right now. <laughs> yeah. What's his uh, What's his superhero Star name? Lord. Star Lord. That's it. I was like Star. So I've got Starlight stuck in my head because of the boys. I'm like, that's not it. But uh, <laughs> he he's like talking about like, oh, if you have a fan, like one day you'll uh, you need to find love and like a family that. And he's like looking up at his group up in the in the mm-hmm. ship, and then Thor just like slowly tries to get in his eye range. Yeah. And then, Peter just keeps like sli- sliding away from him to not look him in the eyes. That was a really funny bit to me too. Um, the I, I'll say we can wrap up here because again, it was just it was fun for me. I think if people if you haven't seen it and you're willing to give it a chance, I would go in with the idea of of don't expect it as like here's an epic superhero movie. Like here's a Taika Waititi film that that if you like goofy humor then just go in expecting to like, oh, here's a lot of silly stuff happening. Um, <laughs> I think that's what I went in with was just like, yeah, I, I don't, I have low expectations as far as like other stuff goes. I just want to laugh here. And, but if you're, so if your humor's like mine, you'll like it. If, if you don't like those types of things though, then you, you may hate it. Um, I wanted to show one thing that we're going to get demonetized for, I'm sure. But I found out that the screaming goats thing was because of, which I didn't know that they actually screamed in real life too, but it was from a meme that one of the the CG people who were editing the goats in happened to just like show, it was from a Taylor Swift meme um, Mm -hmm. and from her song Trouble. And then they they sent it along like, oh, here's the the update on how we're editing this. And he just like included it with it. And then Taika Waititi and others were like, this is hilarious. Like they weren't going to have them screaming initially, but once they saw they're like, yeah, let's include it. So I I know you hate the screaming goats that it got (laughs) over you, but I'm going to show this clip of the song. Um, Let me see if I can find it. And then we'll move on to the terminal list because I know Mm was saying he hoped that we went on to it next because he has to go to bed soon. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> I think my my younger goose is upset. No, that's just her. I was thinking too. It's relatable as far as the screaming goes because geese also they don't just honk; they scream sometimes, <laughs> like a woman screaming. <laughs> so do geese. Okay, here it is. I don't know how to work it. Can you hear that? Yes. Okay. You were trouble when you walked in. Shame on me now. Prove me two places and never been. Now I'm lying on the cold hard I don't like Taylor Swift, so that that really pleased me. Um, <laughs> I do want to share with you guys something though, because someone in chat and uh, someone uh, and I did say that uh, the snap is an extinction level event. Um, I actually wrote up, and someone in chat brought it up too. I want to share with you guys the thing I wrote about why. It's long, and it, I, this is back when I used to write a blog, but I'll just put it in chat. 
It was about, wait, what? It's about why it's an, an extinction level event? Yes, okay. why it is. <laughs> cool. All right. Yeah, that link is there in chat in both YouTube and Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So any other, any final thoughts? I, I, you're, you're lukewarm I, it, on it. You had. It goes, yeah. for me, the, it goes Ragnarok, Love and Thunder, uh, Thor, the Dark World. <laughs> okay. You know what? I'll accept that. That th that four is up there. You know, it's above the other two. <laughs> cool. And for me, like, it's so I. enjoyable. Yeah. I'm <laughs> glad I got, you were actually giving a more positive review than I thought you were going to. So. <laughs> like, I would say six out of 10, which for me is not a, like, a, a oh, really okay. negative number. Honestly, it's not. But yeah. You, you're Red just more critical in your grade. An eight out of 10. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, to give you an idea of like my favorite uh, MCU movie is Doctor Strange, and I give that a nine out of ten. Okay, so, all right. It's um, not that bad. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mo's asking you, or uh, better than the first Thor. So yeah, that's what she put. She put three, four, one, two. Right. Yeah. Um, but for me, and uh, you can see bald Natalie Portman in V for Vendetta. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, I, I I've said it before where I'm just if something makes me laugh then I'm gonna like it like that's just I have a low bar like all I want is to is to laugh in the world and and screaming goats made me laugh every single time they came up because it was I, a lot of times too when it was like in battle or it's like here's this like actiony thing happening and then the goats just are, are there and screaming as they were in the taylor swift song it was just so <laughs> jarring that i'm like yeah that is what i do too or it's just <laughs> totally like messing with the the movie flow <laughs> um but okay yeah i i definitely i don't know my great I'm always a loose grader when it comes to things too. So mine's up there at the very least a nine. But again, it was probably one of my favorite, favorite Marvel movies because it was just so silly. And how did I love Yeah. Um, but it's okay. It's okay that like other everyone else disagrees with that too, because <laughs> I, well, well, I mean like it's it is subjective. Like no I mean, I usually go after like really hardcore like writing things like I do I, I I'm like not necessarily is it woke or is it anti-woke that's not usually like all that more like is it contrived uh mm -hmm. is it badly done that's what like, I, I was actually telling my boyfriend about it too because I was I was telling him like ah, I don't know what Alex is gonna think of this movie though I'm like I know because the way when we discuss stuff it's never about like oh we disliked it because it was woke or unwoke it's about like what was the writing like and what and i'm like and i know you're like understandably it's just like the writing has to be good and and uh and with this i was like i don't know if it's going to be too silly for her where they're like they didn't super care about like keeping things on track all the time and and i and i do appreciate that with like if i'm like more serious stuff but i'll be more forgiving when I'm just like, oh, is it just a bunch of weird things going on? I might uh, not care as much about it. So, but I was like, I don't know. So I just oh, kept wondering. I'm like, well, Alex, think of this way or this way. In the like, well, to me, like for a sequel, you kind of have expectations set for you by previous movies. Just stop it. And then um, on top of that, um, you have to have your expectations set up in the first act, like. And so, like, to me, like, they were saying they were going to play some of this serious. So I was taking it semi-serious. Mm. And they were like, also, we're going to tell a bunch of jokes. So 
if our intent is to make you laugh, if you laugh, that's great. If not, oh, we're failing in some way. Or like, this isn't your sense of humor, whatever. You know, but like, I'm not 100% comedy is bad because it's comedy. Like, I'm, I will never say that. To me, like, I'm not going to compare Sophie's Choice to like, Land of the Lost. Like, <laughs> those are completely different. They have different purposes as films. Why would I compare them? There's no, like, I, I'm not going to give Land of the Lost a lower grade because it's comedy and Sophie's Choice a higher grade because it's drama. Right, that's, right. That's silly. That's a silly way of grading them because I grade them based on their purpose. What purpose did they put in the film at the very beginning? Like, you know, like, Sophie's Choice, obvious, serious drama. We want you to feel, get the feels. Get Hilarious. Feel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was I not supposed to be laughing? Land of the Lost, it's comedy. They want yeah. you to laugh. I actually really like Land of the Lost, by the way. I think it's a really fun movie. Um, yeah, I like the TV show. I watched, uh, not all of it, but I watched some of the TV show. And when they had the movie, like, well, Will Ferrell is always Will Ferrell. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah, stick him in anything. Like, oh, well, <laughs> Um, oh my gosh, Mo, shut up about movie 43. I still haven't seen that one. And me neither, but he just he keeps he's telling me to watch that and some other stuff. Um, but <laughs> we should uh, talk about the terminal list. <laughs> yes, yeah, before Nm has to go to bed. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, terminal list. Where are my notes on this? We only watched episode one, and I'll say the first thing about it is that I couldn't see what was happening in much of the episode. <laughs> They shot it so dark, and I know it's like the style that they do, but I was just like, just a little, like a little bit more light, like just something where I'm like, I, I don't, I honestly don't know what's going on. Like, not even in like the the sewer scene too, but other scenes where it was just like that. This is where I like even bad movies where it's like, oh, it's nighttime, it's moonlight, and we just have this bright blue light shining in the bedroom. We're like, yeah, at least I can see what's going on. So that was. You know, it's- kind of funny is that like so my friend watched it before me and he and and I sat down to watch it like and he goes okay I'm gonna do this thing like and he takes the remote and he does all this stuff with the tv brightness (laughs) (laughs) and he's like trust me you need it (laughs) I tried it too and I was like this is as bright as it gets it did nothing it did not make a difference I maybe I I have a better tv than you because it did help Uh, I could see everything like I could (laughs) but like to me there was that scene at the very beginning where the the seal guys are all together and they're talking and I have no idea and I'm I'm staring at the screen and my friend pauses the the show and turns to me and he goes do you need to tell me what's going on right now do you need me to tell you? And I was like, yes, please. Yep. What are they saying? Because all, hearing- <laughs> all I heard is that they're very smart at strategy. I have no idea what any of it meant, but they're uh-huh. all intelligent. That's what I picked up on because they were all jumping in with their own bits of pieces of this puzzle <laughs> that I couldn't understand. And he explained it to me and then I fucking forgot what he said. <laughs> well, <laughs> But I- then uh, it, it, I... Chris Pratt's performance is fucking amazing. Yeah, like, we were talking about this in Discord, I think, before or earlier today, too. We were like, I love Chris Pratt and anything. He, like, what, Jurassic World, it, it, there aren't good movies, but like, he was great. Like, I love him. Parks and Rec. Yeah, I know. He's so good. He's such a good actor. Like, even like in the Guardians movies, like, there's these moments where he has these like emotional, like, mm-hmm. and he really, like, just 100% gives it his all. 
in those moments. And I'm like, he's so damn good at this. Like, and I know like he's well loved by the right, which is why he's, he, he does well well, for something like the tomorrow or the terminal list or whatever. And, uh, but I'm like, that's cool. I, I think that's that's right to hire him, but he's also just really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. the, like I don't want to downplay how good of an actor he is because he is an amazing actor, and I yeah. am a, a huge fan. I've been following him for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. So with that, like, I just yeah, Chris. I didn't realize he was in it too when I when you first told me about the terminal list. Though I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, now I'm interested. <laughs> I will say, I don't know. Uh, I, I think I, I ended up enjoying it more at first. It took me a while to get into it just because like genre wise, like military war stuff, I've, it's just hard for me to, to real uh, if it's not a comedy, then, uh, and just drama though. I'm like, Oh yeah, you lose me. And if it's not going to be funny, then it needs to be a mystery. And then, but then we're getting into like some either mystery ish or like psychological thriller type stuff. Like I am still unclear whether it's, just going to be a psychological issue with him or actual conspiracy stuff going on. And um, uh, so I, I don't I, know. Yeah, I know. I I had a friend who like watched the first episode and then watched all of it like in a day. Like <laughs> a lot of people are really into this and I get it. Cause like, I, I know you said you're not really into war stuff. I actually am. I know that sounds weird. Like, but uh, <laughs> I like, love war. Like I, I, the Hurt Locker is a ten out of ten movie to me. Um, I haven't even seen it. So good. Uh, Who's that? That one, I'm the Sky or something like that. I felt like that that one was pretty much perfect. Um, I love war movies. I think they're so good because they're they're war frame war. If they came out with a movie, I'd watch it in a heartbeat. That's <laughs> obvious. It's Tenocon this week. So it's a oh, deal to talk about Warframe. Okay. Um, okay. But um, I'm, I am going to like record my reactions to the Tenocon conference and everything. Uh, but yeah, I I love war content. Like, And I even got the book after watching the first episode of The Terminalist. And it's big book series too. And the guy who wrote them, Jack Carr, John Carr? John Carr, I maybe I don't, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, someone is in, someone in chat might correct me. <laughs> don't they but, sometimes call John's Jack as a yes, nickname that's or true. something? It is a nickname. So, yeah, but he uh, he it is Jack. Okay, he was um, he was in the military. He was in the SEALs even. So um, mm. uh, like so, this one has got a lot of that realistic you know, understanding of right. the culture. Right, that's what I figured, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and everything. And so since it's a long book series, though, I got to imagine that it's all really happening. That's my guess, based on the fact that there's more than one book. Yeah, that's, that's a fair <laughs> guess. Yeah, yeah, that it is a long book series. And welcome, lo- The Lonely Banter. Um, I'll say, too, just as far as, like, the whole the book thing goes, I I like the, the that... Um, 
books are becoming more into TV series rather than movies. I've always thought that that's because, especially when you have a book series, having it in a movie, like you, you condense so much, you have to edit out so much that you lose, like you don't get the character development. You don't like you miss out on like cool plot stuff that might've been neat to at least see. Um, And although on the flip side of it, I do know that a lot of times like the TV shows will go off book though. And either because they're, they just want to, or because the books aren't done yet. So then they do. Dexter, Game of Thrones. (laughs) Yeah. So then, so there's a part of me that like, oh, I'm upset. Even the boys, I haven't read the comics, but I've heard that like it it veers off of the comics pretty severely. Um, So, but then, so I'm like, I don't know, like I really enjoyed the boys. So, but would I hate it if I read the comics first and, because for me, though, if I read a book series that I love, like, oh, I think when it growing up, I loved Harry Potter. And although I pretend book seven never happened, um, <laughs> they I, I thought, like, I wish they would go back and make it into a TV series. So that way we get to see a little like everything that actually happened and and even get to just like sit in the classes and like in the world of being in this mm-hmm. wizarding school, like the movies, you just like bam, 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 bam. This is how we do Western movies. Also- you cut out the fat. They were also so Hollywood in the fact that yeah. every single one of their classes that they showed, they had with Slytherin, which was not the case yeah. in the books. Like, they had herbology with the Hufflepuffs. Mm-hmm. Like, so we don't get to really see a lot of the other Where's houses. Hannah Abbott? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, I agree with you. I think it would have made a better TV series. A very long TV series, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. You have a and, lot of material. Yeah, I mean, even if they went animated with it, like that's what I was picturing. Though I'm like, you can get the voices of the original of the movie actors and just have (laughs) them voice the cartoon. I I kept picturing it all in in animation form. Mm. Um, But yes, so that kind of thing. Like, I I appreciate books being turned into TV shows, although I'm wary of when they veer off of the original books. Honestly, I'm I'm often okay with that, and here's the reason why. Like, there's a theory that you like the first one you experience more than the second one. So when it comes to adaptation, so like either With drugs, you watch, too. <laughs> like you Can't see the adaptation again. first and you like that better than the, the thing, the original, or you want, you experience the original first right. and then you like, and then you, the adaptation second and you don't like the adaptation. And uh, then also with doctors, 10th doctor is <laughs> my first, always the favorite. <laughs> and the thing is though, is that I don't actually think that's true. Because too often I have experienced an adaptation first and then read the book or whatever. And like, I like whichever one's better written. Okay. Like, it doesn't matter to me. Like, here's the thing is that, like, take Invincible, for example. Um, in Invincible, the comic book, the, that, that scene that happens at the end of the first episode happens really early on in the comic book. So you don't see the heroes as heroes before that pivotal scene. Uh, they gave it more time in the TV show. And that pacing change was an improvement. Absolutely. Writing improvement there. So there are a bunch of times that I think that uh, you, adaptations are an opportunity to improve upon mistakes you've made. Especially uh, if the original writer is involved, though, and they're like, "Oh, yes. actually, I want to change this," and and for whatever reason, though, like I'm more okay if if they had control over the creative side of things, and they're like, the, "I want this change here in the TV series." Or yeah, something. well, because uh, he uh, and Amazon has done that a lot, 
actually. They've involved the original creator in the creation of the TV show to get their thoughts and improvements. They did it with The Tick. When they, I've they, heard, I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's it's pretty in like weird. Um, <laughs> but but it's he it's a different show than like say the animated Tick or the old Patrick Wartburton Tick, and but it still involves the original writer of the Tick. Um, and yeah, sometimes adaptations are worse. Like oh I'm not gonna say that's not true. Like I've seen some worse adaptations, but. I'm just saying that I'm not going you're to be like, what? You're, you're yeah, open. What? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm open yeah. to the idea that it could be better. Like, I, I just want, I'm going to grade it on, on its own merits. I am. And the fact that it's a different medium, it has different limits and benefits as it is in a different medium. And it could be better. It could be. I think, so uh, one, I agree with the, like, oh, depending on what you see first, maybe that's not necessarily the thing that you like more. Because I did see the first Harry Potter for, I didn't know what Harry Potter was. And I went to see it in theaters with my cousin and grandmother or something. Um, and then later read the books. And I definitely prefer the book over the films because there was just more to it. And I was always bothered that I never got to see the potion scene in the movie <laughs> or at the end though too. I'm like, why? That would be such a, so that's my that thing. It was a beautiful for, scene. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll say that that's why I l- like the idea of, of, of whatever the visual uh, adaptation is to um, to just represent the book more exactly because sometimes it's like I want to see what I'm picturing in my head like I I don't want it to change or like it to be I guess at the very least don't skip out on stuff like don't leave things out if you're going to change stuff then maybe it may be okay but don't leave things out where it was like this is a cool scene I really wanted to see this on my actual screen though like instead of just in my <laughs> head and then when they leave that out then it's disappointing um, which happened to me when we were talking about Ready Player One, I think last week too. And that was such a disappointment with all the, uh. <laughs> I, uh, what was it? Um, in, in the second movie, the thing that pissed me off the most was the part where Hermione starts crying over being called a mudblood. That was a dramatic change from what happened in the book. And that pissed me off. What was her because- reaction in the book? She didn't know what the word meant. Never heard it before. The person who had the most, the the biggest reaction to it was Ron. Mm -hmm, Because he, yeah. Yeah, but the word had no power over her. And it's, and, and like, but they made it this big sentimental moment in the movie that I was like, God, blow my brains out. This is (laughs) like, and then they, and then the other change that I did like is when she punched Malfoy in the face instead of slapping him. I appreciate it. Oh, okay. That's in the third movie. Yeah. That's, that's my I stopped watching change. after number three because of, after Richard Harris, was that his name? After he died. And then I watched yeah. what his name take over. And I was like, I, I can't. You're too no, loud and angry. And <laughs> yeah. and your beard is gray instead of white. And I was just like, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. I saw like a clip of him yelling in, in the fourth movie or something. Like, what is happening right now? Yeah, I know. That part is so incongruous with the character. It's terrible. Yeah. Oh. But like, yeah, the, the, the part where she, where she punches... Malfoy was always like my favorite change they ever made in the entire series <laughs> um and and, uh, and like cause she slaps him in the book she just slaps him yeah. she punched his she punched him in the movie and what was so funny is that Tom Felton was all like um like it wasn't playing well they weren't capturing it right so he's like just punch me just really punch me so oh, she really? did she did punch him and then his head hit the rock behind him 
So there's this point where he reacts to her punch and then he has a second reaction where he's reacting yeah. to the back of his head smacking into that fucking mm. stone. Poor kid. I know. Oh, that's so sorry for him. Aww. When I heard that, oh, that's real. <laughs> that was yeah, funny. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, back to terminal list. Oh, before we do that, though, I'm yeah. going to go off on another tangent. Hello, G-Man. Welcome. He says, did I miss the discussion about Jar Jar Binks? You did not. And that's because, well, I didn't bring it up, but we were texting earlier and G-Man said that we should talk about Jar Jar Binks um, and why he's an underrated character. Uh, he, I, it, I don't know if you, you weren't there, but in one of my Destiny 2 streams, the, my favorite ship that I've been using G-Man said it was like Jar Jar Binks. And I was oh. like, what? And so I had to change which ship I had because I couldn't unsee it. <laughs> for the rest of the stream, everyone on chat is fucking clowning yeah. on me about Jar Jar Binks. Go back to Jar Jar Binks. Why are you... Oh, so, yeah, that's why he's underrated because you're not keeping him as your as your spaceship then, huh? No. <laughs> I, I literally changed spaceships in like midstream i was like uh uh-uh, uh no <laughs> um yeah so so apparently alex does not think that he's underrated <laughs> no i think he's awful <laughs> <laughs> well and i asked g-man why he thinks he's underrated and he said he saved the galaxy before luke and leo were even born and uh and i asked why don't people give him his due credit the only argument i've heard against him is he's annoying but there are some great annoying characters in movies i think it's just herd mentality so Mm -hmm. there you have it i have no opinion because i despite my username being the dim side on almost everything on social media i'm not that into star wars it is not herd mentality for me finding jar jar annoying i saw the phantom menace in theaters no one I didn't, I didn't get any spoilers or anything like that. And I remember being, and and remember I was like 14 at the time and I was just so fucking done with him. No, a movie wasn't even over. And I was (laughs) like, God, will he just go away? Could something terrible happen to this character? Like it was, it was like, and I have a really good memory too. So I was like, I like could not get over how much I hated this character. And like, and then I found out a lot of other people hated him too. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit that you also hate him. I mean, it's nice that I'm not alone in this, but I could not, I could not stand him. I could not. And, uh, <laughs> wow, G-Man, you got Alex worked up here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Everyone, everyone, like, like that's why I'm like, God, don't. Don't, don't bring up Jar Jar. It's, it's <laughs> sorry. This is triggering her. This is triggering yeah. her. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, it's okay, Alex. It's okay. We'll go back to the terminal list. It's yes. Okay. You, you don't have to think about Jar Jar anymore. Than the Phantom Menace. <laughs> oh, Naked HD is back in chat. Yes, they are. <laughs> okay, I'm just, I gave you a chance. I'm just going to block you now. <laughs> Uh, all right, so terminal list. As uh, I, I again, we only watched the first episode, so I didn't. I, I don't have a ton to say on it, and and by watched, I mean saw parts of it that were actually visible to me <laughs> on screen. My my brightness on it only goes up to five. It's like negative five through five, positive five. I'm like, this is what I get. <laughs> this is all I have on my TV. All right. Oh, um, gosh. 
So uh, the parts that I could see, it got more interesting to me as it became more like what's going on. Like he, you can, with, with his memory, it was just like, oh, is he being, is there a conspiracy going on that's making him feel like he's crazy? But then even with his daughter, he, she says like, oh, you have seen this drawing beforehand and he doesn't remember. Like, okay, so there is some sort of actual thing going on with his memory, but to what extent, like, or, or like, or how big is this conspiracy that like that they messed with his memory intentionally or like more stuff happened that he doesn't know. Like I, I'm not sure where it's going to go. I do believe that there is something that's actually going on. I just don't know like how much of it is also psychological versus the conspiracy. So that is intriguing me. I thought that Boozer wasn't real. Um, like mm-hmm. wasn't really there at one point. Like I mean, like I like literally wrote a note. I was like, is Boozer not there? Like yeah, I yeah. don't believe Boozer's there. And then there was a, another point. But when they said when they played the audio tape for him, I was like, this is faked. I was like, they faked this audio. Someone faked this audio. That was like I did not think that he misremembered it. I was pretty damn sure that already that was why. That was fate. What why I, did you? Because of the fact that. So when you, you usually it's, it's cheating. Otherwise when in, in video, so in, in film or TV narrative, if you show something in chronological order, it really happened. Like, unless you're going okay. like all the way, you know, to the climax and no, it didn't really happen. Like, and then there's a lot to question, but that one, I was like, someone could fake this. This mm-hmm. is, it's reasonable that someone could fake this, that they could play with the audio tape. I could, I could believe that. And then, um, and then there was, there was something else that happened, uh, that made me question it. And I can't like not question the reality. There were moments that make you question reality, but there were a couple of moments that make you think it's real too. So like, I'm leaning more towards the real side, except for there is kind of a moment while he's in the MRI. And, you know, and he's having, he's trying, he's trying to remember that moment again and he sees it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. That well, part. It's still hard for me to see. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he sees it in the way the audio tape played uh, in his oh, right, teacher right. is what he sees. And that part. And then he come, when he comes out of the MRI, then everything's gone to shit. And I was like, you know what this reminds me of dramatically? Like it's very similar to it is uh the old total recall uh the the, the arnold schwarzenegger total recall because he's in the machine to inject his vacation memories and then like he wakes up and it's oh it's a spy thriller like he wanted his vacation to be and uh and there is a question at the end of total recall did any of this happen because what happens in Total Recall is exactly the description of the vacation. So it's it's almost exactly that same moment when he comes out of the memory vacation machine. Only it's, it's an MRI and everything happens. And he's like, he's on the phone to his wife going, oh, it's real, you know. Well, that's what, uh, yeah, I didn't know whether, yeah, he was delusional when he came out that he thinks, and yeah, of uh, or Nala says in chat, Reese is an unreliable narrator. I was wondering that too. I was like, how much can I actually believe him? I wonder how the books are written where it's just like, oh, is it, is it, I don't even know if it's first person or not, but it was just mm-hmm. like, like, do you believe 
the, the narrator here too of what what they're saying and oh g man thank you for the super chat to see what happens when you discharge our the sex bots show up that's what <laughs> that's true all right our apologies jar jar binks will never speak poorly of you ever again to be fair i did not say anything because i have no opinion <laughs> so uh mm, asked mm. uh for an explanation of the bird hitting the glass um that is a very yes. old it's not a it's not a narrative trope it is an actual real world omen if yeah bird, oh yeah bird hits bird hits the glass uh, specifically usually of your home it's a it's a death knell it's a sign that death does the is bird coming. have to die too or just hit the that kind of like you know i'll say i remember an episode of i don't know what what it was but some unsafe space episode where carter's talking alone and then he just like something hits the window he looks out and like oh a bird just flew into the window i think it died <laughs> and he just <laughs> And he's like, I think he's probably dead and continues on. So he had that. I have birds. They will fly into the window all the time. They don't die, but they just don't. Our windows aren't even that clean. I don't know how they get confused by this, but the <laughs> multiple times they try flying into it. So, but yeah, I have heard it as an omen too, but mm-hmm. maybe, I guess not for us. We have had a bunch of animals die around here though. So I don't think it, I mean, I don't believe in omens, but it's, it's an omen so the reason why they bring it up is that it's it's foreshadowing of something horrible happening to his family. And like, or just a sad sh- scene about a bird dying like that. <laughs> I, sorry, bird thing. I came home one day, like we were stopping by, we're checking on our big birds. And then I noticed this baby bird sitting in the little pool tub that we have that was like underneath mm-hmm. the tree and it was crying because I heard like a sad chirping sound and it was so wet and I think it, it was a baby bird that fell out of the nest and then I didn't realize till afterward there was another one in there that had already drowned so Aww. I like had to pick up the live one and I set it down I was like trying to hold it for a while because I'm like what do I do with this the trees are too high am I supposed to put you back in were you trying to fly so like I set it down underneath the trees and thought like dry off if you're here when we get back i'll take care of you Uh, but so it was gone when i came back i'm hoping it flew away or it might have gotten eaten i don't know but (laughs) so i have a lot of bird stuff around here i hope they're not actual omens i don't i don't i mean i don't believe in omens so (laughs) (laughs) but i know about omens so but i um i uh also I there was one thing there were two things that kind of like threw me out of the sh- the first episode a bit. One was the fact that his wife's hair was sh- in a Schrodinger's cat kind of way, red and blonde, depending oh. on the lighting of the scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and then the other one was that his daughter seemed really immature for how for what age I thought she was. Like, I felt like she was acting like a six-year-old, but she was actually 10. It was really oh. weird to me. Oh, so and if it's intentional that like, oh, he's mixing up memories of them. Okay, I can see that. Or there was something wrong with her. I don't know. I was just wondering too, of, of like, I'm like, oh, you know, his wife is going to be dead when he gets back. But then I, I wasn't sure, like, is it going to be, was the whole thing delusional though too? And somehow that like he... The, he, the fighting thing didn't happen like 
and this is like a criminal minds episode where it's just like, oh, he did it. Like he's the one who who killed her and he doesn't realize it. So then he goes through and just has this normal day and he comes home and just like doesn't remember that he murdered his wife. And or yeah. if it is a psychological thing and then or that it's there is some sort of conspiracy or they're making him think he's crazy with the conspiracy. So I don't know. Well, I mean, I, it did fake, make me interested. Yeah, if they faked Boozer's death, you know, which is what he believes, then what they're doing is they're faking, they're, first of all, they're trying to make him out to be insane or concussed enough to not be reliable as um, the only witness of what happened down there. Um, and yeah. uh, and then they're trying to make him uh, like a scapegoat by killing his family with his gun. Mm-hmm. And the my oh yeah, and they, about, the other character too that killed him with the yeah. with their... see like because they got they got his gun out of his safe in his his home he had put that in a safe and that was his sidearm so like the gun he takes from them is his own gun so they mm-hmm. were like and to me I was sort of like when he when he has it and everything I I was like wait a minute if they wanted to make it out like he shot. And that he shot people there at the MRI place, then they would have had to, after they kill him, like fire the gun from his dead hand to get like gunpowder residue on him. I would right. Think. That's what I was wondering. Like, why, if you're going to make it sound like a suicide, why would you do it at a hospital, though? That, like, if you're, yeah. he's going to suicide himself. That's why I was just like, I, is this a delusion? Like, is why would you try to kill him with a gun here? Yeah. Well, I thought it, I did think it would be really weird to try to kill him there and, and act like, oh, this is where he went nuts. Because, it, but I also think it is real. So I don't, and one of the reasons why is because, where was he his most vulnerable in the entire episode? It wasn't at home when he was in had home field home field advantage and firearms and was awares. It was when he was literally in an MRI machine naked. in his underwear yeah. with loud noises going mm-hmm. around around his head. Wait, that's his most vulnerable moment the entire episode. Besides yeah. when he's unconscious down in the sewers. Right. So it's like if you wanted to kill him. And you were like, we're not skilled enough to kill him otherwise. This is probably the best moment. So that's why one of the reasons why I think it's real is because, like, eh, this is not the greatest right. opportunity, it, but it's the only one that has a If chance. it was just going to be like, he is dead, like, you're just trying to get him dead, and then you're going to, like, fake everything else later on, too. Like, you can go back then, like, okay. But if it was just, like, if he was supposed to suicide himself, like, the hospital is a bad choice. So it just depends on, like, I guess what they're trying to do outside, like, you know, what their goals are. And I just don't know yet. That's why I'm, like, confused <laughs> about, like, I don't, yeah. And which is good, though, because it actually made me more invested into the show that, like, oh, I want to continue watching the rest of it. Because at first, like I said, it was just kind of like, I don't, I'm not sure what's going on. Like, and they, and they started off with, like, what they're strategizing and then and scenes that I couldn't see. Like, you're, <laughs> I'm really struggling trying to follow along here. Like, I'm giving it all I thought, but you're not making any easier <laughs> yeah i know i i'm glad that i was able to turn up the bright that you know get the brightness up high enough to see it because i don't like it when stuff does this dark shit either like to me it's as bad as the 
we're making it hard for you to understand people when they have dialogue right. scenes. I'm like, this isn't, this is the visual format of, you know, form of doing that to your audience. Like I need to be able to see it. I need to be able to hear it. I need to be able to understand it. Like yeah, all I, three of those things. If any time I'm just like, I wish I knew what was going on here. Like, I, well, even in, in Thor, like it was, uh, they 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 did it intentionally when when Jane like whispers into Thor's ear about like oh I know what my my catchphrase is gonna be and then and then it whispers and I was just like why does she need to like no one else is listening right now all the rest of their conversation was okay <laughs> like why did she need to like say it more quietly that we as the audience couldn't hear and get it on like and oh, I know I think- like, that they wanted to save it and. I honestly, I, I didn't think of them saving it. I thought of it as a cop out because here's the, like often when a, when a character whispers something in another character's ear and then we don't really hear it, it's usually because the writer was like, I'm I don't struggling know what to, to come up with something yeah. good here. Like <laughs> maybe, maybe that's it. I thought he would end up saying it by the, by the end of the movie, but he actually never did either though. No. So I don't know if he's going to, and that would have been a good time. So I, I can agree with you there. It might've just been a cop out. Cause I thought he would end up you like, Oh, I'll in, in her honor in her memory, I'll use this catchphrase now, but he didn't. So yeah, could be a cop out. So yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm bothered. by. <laughs> Why can't we be in on the joke? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, I, I definitely agree that there are parts of the show that are too dark. Like visually dark, not necessarily mm-hmm. like thematically. Yeah, thematically, no. As you watch the boys, like that's <laughs> that gets dark. Yeah. Oh God, the boys is so graphic. They they put like spotlights over the action to go. This is gonna be gruesome. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Before we get into the boys, though, I guess is there anything else then for Terminalist? Uh, I am going to be watching the rest of it. Me excited. too. So we'll, yeah, once we finish the season one, we'll come. We'll revisit because I know Carter wants us. To, he he posted in the Discord like if you guys are going to talk about this, and he sent like a bunch of spoilers in, and we're like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> haven't watched. We've only seen episode one, so yeah. Like, oh, don't read that. <laughs> yeah, don't read that. Wait. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's all I have to say then of the terminal list. I think it was uh, even if you're not. It, into war and military stuff like me it was enough that it makes me want to continue watching it right now because of the the mystery that's going on where i'm just like i don't know what direction so maybe it'll keep going i'm like oh this is stupid but i've already started and i'm committed so i'm going to keep watching it anyway because that's what i do uh, okay. but yeah i'll so once we watch the full thing we can come back and revisit later yeah. um let's see oh mm, says uh, Terminalist peaked at episode five for him. It gets slightly less dark on the second episode, says Arnawa. Sorry, do you mean thematically or visually? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping visually. It can stay dark thematically. I just want to see how dark thematically it is. I mean, thematically, it was incredibly dark at the yeah. end, but not visually so <laughs> of that first episode. Visually um, less dark. Okay, that's good. <laughs> So I guess before we jump into the boys, though, we had there was a, there are a couple of things video game wise. So just to to switch it up from TV movie stuff, I I don't know what you had to say. Uh, you had something about video games. My thing was just going to be real quick because I just wanted to mention that I have played some non Nintendo games this past week, Ooh. and I'm proud of myself because I played Left 4 Dead 2 uh, on the computer, which 
I, I need to get my computer fixed because the fan just freaks out whenever I have anything open and I wasn't sure. And I was didn't have a controller, so I've never used the keyboard with it. And I was already bad at this game with a controller. So when it was just using the keyboard, I was terrible. And <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to pick up anything. And it took me a while before I realized that when it said not bound, when I was like on screen and looking at it, that it meant there's the key, there isn't this action isn't bound to a key and that's why I couldn't pick up and do anything because I didn't have the button for it. I'm like why would you start this default at, without it being bounced so that know. is a very weird I, I agree with you from a from a user perspective that is really strange there was one boy one game I played uh called Narita Boy where they're text was so stylized that when they wanted me to do something I and it, they were giving me the button prompt and I was like what letter is that what button is that I don't there's nothing on my keyboard that looks like this and I'm like so there's like 10 minutes of me like going what the fuck letter and I'm like finally I feel, like someone found it they're like it's a J and I'm like that's a fucking J like, <laughs> like freaking out yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's frustrating when you're just like, how am I supposed to play this game when I can't, but physically I cannot play this game. So then I'm like having to pause and figure out like, wh how do I change the settings? What do I do? Zombies are still currently coming to the rest of the team. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know. It's not helpful. I don't have to do that at all. And then I played, uh, what's it called? Keep, uh, keep talking. Uh, oh, and, 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 or, or you'll explode. I forget what it is. Or keep talking and nobody explodes. Keep talking. I kind of know what you're talking about. No, and nobody explodes. Yeah, that's what it is. So it's a game where you defuse a bomb, but then one, at least one person ha has the manual that you're trying to like read, and but you can't look yeah. at the person's screen who has the game. It has to be uh, like a about yeah i've seen those, those yeah are really and funny. it was it was fun to do uh, i was both these games I was playing with motown and chat actually and uh <laughs> so like he's the one who told me about keep keep talking and nobody explodes and that was so much fun because then i'm just like going through trying to figure out because there's like the puzzle stuff too and and then some of it where i'm just like i don't even understand what these explanations are because you're just like having to read this diagram and then like you have to understand that this venn diagram here and what this means but then when you're in these letters here these letters mean this and i'm like we've got like one minute left and i'm trying <laughs> so it was like I, really anxiety inducing yeah i don't know that i would play that game especially not with nameless as much as i like playing games with nameless i think we would kill each other <laughs> oh really yeah and oh. it's like like i have like communication problems and reading comprehension problems so i would be like the worst person well like, maybe you can be the def the bomb defuser so maybe we can play this sometime on maybe on the stream though <laughs> because uh, you mostly just have to describe if you can describe what you're looking at and then then i do the rest of just like okay here's what we're doing and then i tell you cut this wire cut this wire so you <laughs> You just have to be able to describe what you're seeing. And, okay. and I'm going to make fun of Motown too. Sometimes he was not good at like describing shapes. Like they're like symbols to, to try and mm -hmm. like, you have to describe what the symbol is, looks like. Oh, and like, that yeah. is not like, I have no idea what you're saying here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, but my, my video game in news, I kind of already touched on it's, it's Tenocon this weekend. Okay. All right. Tenocon 2022. I am not at all prepared for it, uh, except for I did get my Tenno, uh Con package. Like, I've not gotten it yet. Can like, you they ship it afterwards. 
Can you describe what it is? So uh, it's for Warframe and um, Tenno refers to the players actually. We're called Tenno's. And um, they used to do TennoCon in person in Canada. And then in 2020, they didn't have one in 2020. And then they started doing them virtual last year. Uh, and they're continuing mm-hmm. to do them virtual. I hope they continue to do them virtually forever because I'm not fucking going to Canada. That's <laughs> Who wants to go to Canada? Oh. Yeah. I'm like, just Sounds keep terrible. it virtual. Keep it going. Like, <laughs> I, can, I can come for that. And um, so, like, the, if you bought the package, then there's, like, a, a special relay you can go to. There's a big live stream where they, they you know, reveal something that they're going to do for the game and everything. And I'm excited. Um, my my TennoCon reaction video from last year is my most watched uh, upload. Like it's oh, got yeah. thousands of views, which was a, a big uptake for me. So I'm like, wow. I'm like, whoa! Clearly, I'm doing that again. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, all right. Well, I've never done Warframe, but uh, <laughs> but if you're <laughs> streaming stuff. It's every uh, every Sunday at three PM one yeah. time I do Warframe. <laughs> but I'm yeah. in Endgame now. I've I've been playing the game for two years. I'm already really? in Endgame. Yeah. Okay. I should check I should check it out though, because everyone keeps talking about it. <laughs> so, it's a good game. Uh, all right. So last topic is the boys. Yes. Uh all right. So I've watched everything. Started with season one. Finished the other day with up to through season three. Um, I love this show. It's dark, not visually, thematically. I can actually yeah. see what's happening on this show. Yeah, they um, they bright the light drama. every every action scene. They really yeah. do. Yeah, so that way, like, well, we're we're spending a lot of time and probably money on on filming this, so we're gonna we're gonna give you guys like at least we want you to see it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find where is my. Where are my notes for this? Okay. Oh, my notes are very limited because I, for some reason, I was not, I can't, like I've said many times, my memory is terrible. So I, I don't remember anything as soon as I'm done watching it. I forget everything. Uh, so I should have taken more notes, but I'll say, we'll talk about how people have complained about it being uh, woke. And, and, and I wasn't sure because you were saying that, like, oh, they hit, they, they attack everyone. So I was just like, We'll, we'll see. I'm I'm inclined to believe Alex on this, but I'll <laughs> check for myself. And I agree with you, though. I think that yeah, obviously they they're still going to have a left leaning thing because that's just the world that we're living. Like that's who's doing all the filming and stuff. And hang on, sorry, my cat one's outside. <laughs> door just keeps scratching at it. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> get thumbs and reach this doorknob um so uh, but they they definitely like they were making fun of woke stuff like i think it was in season three they had at vot world they had the stands they had blm blts and uh i can't think <laughs> what the other names were but like that one like really stuck out to me that was just like yeah you clearly like maybe people still agree with BLM, but you're at least willing to acknowledge that like this is a thing that people like everyone's just kind of in your face about it, and they're very in your face with the corporatism, the uh, of like the, the characters of, uh, and everyone's terrible on that show, and yet 
so likable though too. Like I, like I, I don't want any of them to die. Like even Homelander, <laughs> like you're terrible. But I would, I'll be sad once they actually, if they actually kill you. Yeah, I know. I kind of agree with that. I, I Homelander is a very interesting character because he's so fucked up emotionally. Mm-hmm. But he, like, really, the thing he wants so much is to be loved. It's, he yes. doesn't even know how to get it to happen. And he's, like, desperate for it. And I actually feel sorry right. for him. Like He's sympathetic in that, that it's like, yeah, you suck. You're terrible. But I, it makes sense why the way that you were, the way you grew up, oh. how, how you grew up. Like, of course, you're going to struggle with relationships of all sorts. Here's the thing, though, Tree Surgeon. This is the part about storefront, uh, Stormfront everybody gets wrong. So I'm, oh. I'm yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we both tweeted. it. The difference is, he says, the difference is that the left is portrayed as goofy and the right are literal Nazis. Stormfront was progressive. From Portland. She literally had, like, an internet following. Her hair with that freaking, you know, wokish hair mm-hmm. cut. She was a progressive Antifa. That's what she was. Like, I did not see her as as being uh, right-wing or Republican or right at all. Conservative. She was Antifa. I I was actually kind of surprised the way that that when she talked about, because at first I was like, oh, I I hate you and then I like you because of her reaction to who cares about uh, what was it during an interview that was with Starlight and Stormfront? And then she was just kind of like, who cares about the gender thing? Like, because I think they were saying like women's stuff, blah, blah, blah. And like, and so she was just trying to say like, whatever, like, I don't care about this. Like, we're just here to do stuff. And I thought that's a more based answer uh, as far as at least you're not saying like women are so great or better than men. It was just kind of like, let's just, we're doing our thing. Um, but then, and I knew though, I'm like, oh, you're going to be terrible somehow. Like, and you're clearly still progressive in this way. I guess it's just the way Tree Surgeon has a point in that the the audience, though, like how they portrayed like the following with Homelander and Stormfront, where it's, they are making them like the conservative Christian people. They went more anti-right in the third season than they were yeah. in the second season. They literally, yeah. I, they did go more anti-right, actually. Um, but I still didn't see them going super pro left either, actually. Right. And there were jokes in the third season that I I fucking died in that scene where like, oh, so um, uh, A Train is getting tired of this whole you know unserious reaction to black issues and everything, and then and and like they play it like in like it might be real at first that oh there's a protest going on outside and the cops are coming and he's like yeah. no I'm oh yeah yeah, yeah and then it turns out to be a fucking commercial, commercial? yeah <laughs> I fucking died because I was like yeah it doesn't really matter what is going on or what the progressive message is but because it is going to be subverted by corporatism every mm-hmm. single time like yeah. it's going to be used by corporatism and I, and i i'm so sick of people falling falling for it so the fact that the show catches on to that and like really goes after it hardcore like pleases me right and uh, and in season three like you said they are doing more anti-right because like they showing like the white man todd who <laughs> who uh is gonna like oh yeah you're you seem like a good guy and then you're being brainwashed by by homelander but then and then they even throw in 
I think it is funny that they throw in like the references of like the fake news and uh, and all the the terminology though, and like yeah, they're they're doing it. I guess on the uh, other side where it's like, oh, you're, or they're making fun of like, oh, the lamestream media and doing yeah. like, yeah, they, they know these terms and they are going to put it with the left, the authoritarian spin of things still. But I don't know, but it, it still wasn't that like, it didn't turn me off all the way where I'm like, oh, this is really trying to like be, uh, you know, like make everyone on the right well, who, who hate it. We're still, you and I are kind of not like on the right. Like, oh, yeah. So for, and we, I, I think we're more likely to recognize when the right is doing, um, being dishonest, like about things. Um, because here's my problem is that we're in, we're in such a, and I think the show is kind of showing this too, is that we're in such a like black and white kind of culture war between two sides that someone does something wrong on one side and people write it off as not that big a deal yeah. because that's their side. And like we, I mean, I've, I, I don't claim to be a part of a side. I don't like when it comes to politics between right and left, because I don't, I don't, I've always rejected the tribalism of the parties. So to me, I'm sort of like, I've, I still am kind of like worried sometimes of like, what politicians are lying to me, Republican or Democrat. Anyone, like, no, <laughs> I believe, I don't like any politicians. They're all, ter- if you go in. Yeah. your profession is to be a politician that was your goal is to be a politician then you are not going to be a trustworthy person I like people who are like well I don't really want to do this but it kind of seems like I'm not a politician but I kind of need to get into it to do such and such I can accept that a little bit more but if you're like I've always wanted to be a politician to help the world like no there are better ways that you should do it like don't do it through government I do not trust you um, I'm because I'm pretty close to Ann Cap. Like Carter is, I I call myself a voluntary minarchist. So I'm like I'm not mm-hmm. quite. I think we should be able to opt into government, but I'm not quite there as far as just like having because I think well, the majority of people are sheep and they need someone to help. Like at least you can opt in to have a a big thing govern mm-hmm. you because you can't think for yourself. But at least let us <laughs> decide to not do that just because you need it. Um, yeah. So that's kind well, of where then, I am. Yeah, definitely. And then also, like the I can't remember her name. That character, the senator, the woman senator. Oh gosh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, remember her name. Uh, yeah, but yeah. She, whatever it is, she's the she, like even in season two, she was clearly an AOC. Yes. Yeah. Friends. Yeah. Victoria Newman. <laughs> Victoria Newman. Yeah, she was an AOC character. Like, yeah, but I like, thought really clearly. more attractive than AOC. Except is. for, I, I hate to say it, but when I was watching season three, I was like, God, her nose is huge. <laughs> like, like, I'll still take it over AOC's like bug eyes. and Yeah, I know. Like, like, hey, Discord, just, instead of bug eyes, big nose. <laughs> in the community Discord today, so people were talking about how hot she was too. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't see that. Like, I But it, a lot either. of people agree, but I, I just She's don't. She's not dog ugly like most people in politics. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say that she's not, she's not the worst though, but I just don't see her as, like, I, I just don't use the term hot for her though and no. um like, so i just okay <laughs> yeah yeah not repulsive <laughs> so i still think victoria newman slash nadia that's right or nala thank you yeah, yeah. um i i still think she's prettier 
but she she definitely was AOC, and she's not a good person. She's mm-hmm. clearly yeah. not a good person. Yeah, and then they yeah they made. She's you in, could tell too. She's in with corporate. You know, mm-hmm. she's in with bot, and she's willing to do some pretty horrific things to get ahead. And she, including blowing up people's fucking heads, murder. She's she's totally willing to be a murderer. So like, yes, she's not a good person either. So to me, I'm I feel like they're more taking this like center line position where they're like, yeah. you both suck. You all yeah. suck. <laughs> yeah, and so that's what I, I and I'm okay with that though of just saying that everyone sucks. Um, and again, I, and I just still expect it like as, as sucky as it is to expect that, like everything's going to have a left wing spin to some extent. The fact that they will call out the left in any regard is saying like a, something huge, I think that like, because otherwise like most places will just be like, we're perfect in every way and we have no self-awareness. And, but so to be able to recognize that and to like make some jokes about it though, like I'll give you a chance. Um, yeah. Well, and then like they kind of what was it? Um, there was the th- they they made fun of um, white the whole concept of white privilege in the second season. There's that point where Edgar Stan Edgar like rents out an entire fine dining restaurant to have his security there and have it to himself. They, you know, this is one of those places that like you or I may never be, see the inside of kind of place. He gets the entire fucking restaurant right. and then he gets Billy there, you know, butcher. And he's telling butcher, I do not have the luxury of being angry. Like you. I like, didn't think about I, I was, him. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. They were literally saying though, in that scene that he's being an asshole. Like, it's not like, like, because butcher's looking at him like, really? Like you wow. want to say that you don't have the power in the situation? That's like, a good point. I didn't pay attention to like him renting out the entire thing and then him saying that that yeah okay because I thought just his line I was like oh yeah of course they're gonna say that but I'm like but he's rich and yeah well and that's the thing he could have butcher killed right then and there and dump his body yes. in the river and no one would ever know about it. I love like, Stan Edgar. I love his voice. It's he's oh well, it's Giancarlo Esposito. He's a great yeah. actor. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, I, I can't remember what I know him in other things though, but I, I recognize the actor. But I've always loved his voice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay. If we're gonna get into like characters specifically, can we talk about Black Noir and Soldier Boy? So Black Noir, I always thought this is a fun character. Like he's quirky, he's weird. I like when he's playing the piano, or he he's like just stands there staring at the the pianist at whatever the event was, and then so he just um, until the pianist like turns and looks and like leaves, and then Noir just sits down and starts playing beautifully. Yeah. Um, I so I just and but then I also I'm like oh you're you are just kind of like a, a the a weapon though because like you do whatever Vought says like I do see that you're, you're doing that but then I was like I know that there's more that's going on with, with him because like he doesn't speak so like what's happening here and then season three it's just like man I feel so like he is the most sympathetic sympathetic character because I feel so bad for him like yeah no wonder he's the way that he can't speak like his face is damaged I, he has likely brain damage they did it in like a cartoony way but they showed his brain come out and but i'm like that makes sense to him not being able to speak and and even his writing was bad he and he couldn't spell and he was writing in very basic ways so i was just like yeah something's wrong with you 
I do, uh, like, they show that his brain got fucked up when the CIA lady uh, went over, like, Mallory, when she went over, like, what happened in Nicaragua and everything. They show that he got hurt, but she didn't see how it happened. We don't oh, see how it happens. Damage there too. Okay. Yeah, yeah and they show face. his brain is open and fucked up. Oh, I and, saw his face burn, but I didn't see that his brain was open. I oh, guess yeah, I was just his looking down here instead. Up. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so we did and, see that. Yeah, yeah, and then but then we don't see how it happens. Yeah, so it, it just happened. looks I, I, like oh, did it just happen during the whole everything exploding and all that too? So it just kind of like alluded to like oh, just during the battle this happened somehow. Yeah. But, so then, like when they showed it, like in the cartoon version i was like oh god like they made it vicious in cartoon form like yeah, most yeah. of the violence is really vicious and horrible um in in the boys but this time like they still managed to get that quality i think because of the sound because they got the old like the sounds that were in, being played during the cartoon section were all like real sounds they weren't very cartoony sounds so like so um, like when his bla- brain is getting like broken open and splattered like it sounds like how it would sound so i i think that's why it still felt so viscerally awful mm-hmm. without actually seeing it yeah and that's why like part of it like oh this is hilarious that he because uh, before i guess Maybe I just didn't notice the brain damage thing before that too, or it's just like, oh, he sees cartoons. Like this is how he views the world, or like he, this is the, what's going on in his head. Like that's funny. And then as it just goes on, I'm like, oh, that's why you see these. <laughs> like this is what happened to you. And Soldier Boy really is. And then, oh, God, I he was like my favorite. I loved Black Noir. And then Homelander <laughs> just like you didn't tell me about my father and just <laughs> punches him to his death. I knew he was one punched. (laughs) I knew he was going to kill him. Like as soon as he knew that he knew, like I knew it. Like yeah. Well, even just when you asked the question, it was like whatever you answer, whether you say yes or no, you're dying. Yeah, it was very clear that was going to happen. And um, like honestly, I was surprised when they said Soldier Boy was his dad. Like when that came, when that was the the reveal in the penultimate episode, I was like, oh holy shit. Like I did not expect that. I, oh, okay. and we kind of saw it coming. I'm I'm usually a lot more on it on those kinds of things. Yeah. That one surprised me. But um, as soon as they were like when when Soldier Boy was just like what and on the or when he was talking to the mine guy too and he learned the yeah. news and then I think my boyfriend was the one who like commented on it first though and said that but. But yeah, it was just kind of like, oh yeah, that's how like they had their like Homelander came from somewhere and yeah, hello I Shifter, like, welcome. I don't know why I never really considered who his because yeah, yeah, I guess but when they all just said test tube baby because it was just like, oh yeah, like you just think that he created it and so I'm like yeah, science whatever they did. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> it was like yeah, you, you it's, it's superhero stuff. They whatever. already have the vials yeah. and all that, so you just kind of like okay, I accept this, whatever. But then, like, oh, to bring in some drama, to bring in some yeah. terrible, terrible things that are happening. And then even Soldier Boy. All right, I'll say Jensen Ackles. I I knew just because, well, I believed just because it was Jensen Ackles when they're like, oh, here he is. He's he's dead. He died and, and blah, blah, blah. And I told my boyfriend, I'm like, he's got to be alive still because they're not going to have Jensen Ackles just be in a, like a couple flashbacks, flashbacks yeah. in this though. And, and hilariously in these commercials that like the 80s commercials and singing songs and stuff too. Yeah. I, I love 
Jensen Ackles, like in Supernatural, he's just willing to do like whatever, like he, because he plays like I'm this big tough guy, and then he does like such silly, goofy things. I know. Uh, So I I think he's wonderful. Loved him as Dean in Supernatural, and I felt like Soldier Boy was kind of like you're still Dean, but just way douchier. Like you're you're (laughs) not like you're not a good person, but you have like a lot of the same personality as Dean Winchester. There was a lot here about fatherhood in season three. Oh, um, yeah. For everyone. Like shit, yeah, for a shit ton. And like one of the things that I, like between the three big characters who have like issues is, uh, so Butcher, it, they show just how fucked up his dad was. Uh, wonderfully played by John Noble for the later oh, yeah. <laughs> version of him. Um, but like his dad is actually a lot like Soldier Boy and Soldier Boy's description of his dad. Because when Soldier Boy sees Homelander, he says, you're fucking disappointed. Yeah, and you don't really know exactly like what Soldier Boy thinking right now, too, because he talks about how terrible his own father was and it was a disappointment. And and then and even telling Homelander, I wish I was there to raise you. It could have, you know, things could have been different. <laughs> but you're a disappointment. Like, you're terrible. Like, whoa, whoa, he said, whoa. Okay. Yeah, well, how did he say it? He said, I wish I could have been there to raise you because perhaps you would have been, have been better. There. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you're, you're weak. And, and that is like... Homelander's like button weak. Yeah. (laughs) And and then there's the fact there's the Ryan situation. So like when it comes to Ryan, I when it happened, when Billy Butcher said, I blame you for Becca's death, when he said when he basically said it, I was like, You fucking moron. Yeah. Right. Superpower kid going through a lot of guilt over having killed his mom and he likes you he sees mm-hmm. you as as like a parent and you said that to him you just like shoved him straight into homelander's arms and that happens episodes later mm-hmm. because when homelander shows up to talk to ryan and ryan says you're not mad at me like he literally asks about that and homelander immediately goes you know that wasn't your fault, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like, oh, there it is. And that, and he was, I believe, 100% that uh, Homelander was being sincere. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, that. I think he, he totally believes it because I, I think he really does want, and, and part of him, I, he loves his son. I, I don't, he's not a psychopath in, in that he has no emotions. He's mm-hmm. just like, he's got, he's gone through a lot of trauma that's, that's pushed him into, I would say that he does have, you know it's the tendencies of being able of being willing to murder a bunch of people though but like he's not emotionless uh, i yeah. guess because well, he does he, have that and he has he the need of being loved and then he and he wants to show that for his son he's just not going to be good at it ultimately yes no he's not well because here's the thing he has abandonment issues because he never had parents like mm-hmm. it's really hard for him like to understand that which is why he had this mommy obsession for so long like yeah. uh, literally when uh when newman tells him where his son is like he's drinking milk from a cow because of that old yes. mother obsession again and then um uh but then at the same time like this I thought he was just going to put his mouth on the udders too. I so did I was, too. I was glad that is not the way they went. Yeah. But then like he also, and I said this to a friend recently, is that he is so powerful and power corrupts absolutely. 
Like mm-hmm. you cannot be that powerful. And yeah. And- so he's not even just a regular kid going through all, all of these traumatic things. Now you're insanely powerful, like the most powerful person ever. And having to to deal with that, like, of course you're going to be screwed up. So like, he, that's why I just think that everyone is sympathetic in, in different ways. And probably the least sympathetic one might be A-Train. <laughs> and even the deep, I, I still feel bad for his, you know, he did the whole sexual harassment thing. Like, yeah, he sucks. But also he's pathetic. Like, he's just so sad. Like, he's such a follower well, was- too. And yeah, when he was sexually assaulted, I felt bad for him. Like that woman, like sticking her fingers in his. Oh heels. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did feel bad for him at that part because it's like I don't care if you did sexually assault someone. I don't think you deserve to be sexually assaulted. It's a terrible thing to go through. I think you should be punished. Like clearly, yeah. you should be fun- punished. But um, I did still feel sorry for him. But then, like with A Train, my favorite scene about A Train, my two favorite scenes about A Train in season three were the part where he's like, "I want justice for what Blue Hawk did to my brother," and she, the, Ashley, goes off Ashley's on the, him. Just, Ashley is an, uh, an interesting character too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. she is. But, but she's the way she goes off on him, and she's like, "Gee, I've covered up murders for you, and now yeah. you you give a shit about collateral damage because it happened to you." You, mm-hmm. Fuck you. Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, he deserved that. He totally deserved she, that." He and really when, did. Yeah, and then when he and he, him and Huey run into each other at Herogasm, and and he's like, "Oh, you want an apology? All right." And he goes, "I'm sorry." I'm so fucking yeah, sorry. Yeah, he's, like, he's, he's genuine. Like, he, yeah, yeah, that now he under, because sometimes it's, it's also like I, he did need to be able to relate to it because again, I think it's those powers. Like I have, I'm super powered. I, I, I don't relate well to other people and, and the, the whole corruption thing. So he finally started to understand like, oh, this is what I've put other people through. And now I, I do genuinely feel bad because like, he's also not emotionless. He's just a yes. prick. And uh, <laughs> you know, so. he never was. Atrian was never emotionalist. There was that point where I mean, like he, when he killed his girlfriend, he did not really want to do it. Like you yeah. see, like he didn't. Like he did it. He chose to do it, which means he's, he's a bad. He's still person. bad. Yeah, yeah. But, but it he was, did feel that, and right. then yeah. Uh, but my one of my favorite parts of the whole last episode is when like uh, Butcher and. Um, Homelander turn on Soldier Boy and they both laser eyes at him uh-huh. and then they and they like stop and they put back their heads in the same moment and then they look at each other because they realize that there's something they agree on. You don't yeah. fucking hurt Ryan. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I yeah. That was adorable that they're like, oh, like we both are going to protect Ryan and that yes, they, they, so, because uh, yeah, because that and I figured that was the point too. Like Soldier Boy isn't gonna care in the end about that. So like if he gets hurt, like he'll just be mad and react. But then I thought like, oh, this is the opportunity for Homelander and, and Billy to to team up. I uh, do think that Homelander could grow possibly. Y- yes. I, I do. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, there's potential, like you know, like lifetime of therapy to try and uh, like he'll, he'll always be like needing to to try and work on that. But I don't think he's completely irredeemable in that, like I'm I'm going to be a, a sociopath forever kind of thing. But because he struggles, yeah, like he definitely goes through a lot of it's just a lot of drama and yeah, uh, so well, that's why he's sympathetic. I think they they there's a reason why they decided at the end to keep Holander around 
and not keep Soldier Boy around. And it's because currently we have more work put into the psychological reasons behind how Homelander is the way he is. We have more about what he could become. Um, yeah, he's finally there. just starting to, uh, like, I've been waiting. I'm like, when's the point when you just start killing people and yeah. uh, and then just showing like, this is who you are at publicly. Yeah. And they did it. <laughs> yeah, they did. And then, and then, but we don't have like most, like we don't have two previous seasons of backstory for Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy. So it's. That's what I expected. I thought like there's no way like it, unless you kill both of them, then you're gonna be done. But like if either is gonna continue on, you're also just as like the from a uh, you know production perspective, you have an actor that I'm sure everyone what's his name Anthony Starr or something. He's been around forever. Like you probably aren't gonna kill him off um, unless well, it's like really necessary. I think. Also, though, the show is probably over when Homelander either does redeem himself or dies. Or dies. Or yeah, yeah, I think when that's it, when it, it would end, too. In, by, by ending, I mean, that's when the show has run its course mm-hmm, mm-hmm. narratively and could have more seasons, but they probably won't be good. <laughs> right, because I guess it's when you have, like, he's the bad guy for, like, three seasons. It would be weird if they had it changing or something you can have like oh here's the new bag here's this but like when it's just one like well this is who we have forever and it's t- I guess like you could say that for Supernatural because a lot of people were just done with it after season five and I still watched the next 10 seasons because I think <laughs> they were fun and they and but it, I, I like the concept that they had to keep growing though too it's like who are we fighting after the devil and here and so they had a lot of ups and downs but it was just like oh angels angels now and then more demons and now God and God's sister I was like oh, God's sister yeah. and God and- <laughs> I'm sorry I only watched five more seasons Oh, five. Yeah. so I'm like what yep. the fuck God's sister yeah, like, yeah I got God was the stuff. light and then his sister was the darkness so those two were together she was the older one actually and then so then they had to fight her and then eventually it was like oh God's actually evil which made sense to me too. Like, not evil but just like he just didn't care like he just was like a st- he, he liked to create universes and test them out and like write some stories throughout it and since they made him Chuck who was just the prophet he liked to write so they already had that established so then he was just like yeah I don't really care about this universe but Sam and Dean were like well we do so they were trying to save it because God was going to be like no I'll just start over so then they had to kill him and then Lucifer's son Jack was you know as part God and you know as a grandson so then he I actually liked that like oh he took over so he became the new God and then made heaven cool rather than just like the stupid memories that you get to live in your favorite memory forever it was like no now it's like a place where we can live together and be happy I'm sorry. This is like, I'm like, Jack, who's Jack? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He didn't come. Yeah. So there, there was a lot more. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the final episode is stupid. I, with- I think I kind of lost interest after when I, I like really lost interest, kept watching, but lost interest when um, when Dean came back. I, I feel like the Leviathan season. Which time but- Dean came back? was the was the last time oh, that okay. i really enjoyed yeah. the show was the leviathan season leviathan. after that i was the season where dean is a demon is the one where i'm like really not into it oh <laughs> yeah when he wait demon he was michael at one point was 
Which one there's was he a there's one where he's running around with Crowley at the beginning of the season, and he's a demon. Oh, I kind of oh yeah, it's so many <laughs> seasons. I don't even remember specifically yeah. now either. But it's a fifteen fucking seasons. Yeah, <laughs> but I said they. Uh, they did play. They had a lot of fun with it because again, it was just like, oh, Dean is, uh, or you know, Jensen Ackles is willing to play. They do a lot of the tropes and stuff. Like here, are TV tropes that we're just going to play into and acknowledge. And um, so it was just, uh, yeah, they had fun, but it definitely was like, yeah, this is a long show that you you have to keep finding something to do when you've killed off like all these. You, you've defeated a bunch of these bad guys. Where do you go from here? And um, I kind of got annoyed with the show for switching up who hated monsters more every season. Like in the beginning, Sam was like, oh, we have to kind of maybe, maybe they're not all evil, you know? And then like one season, Sam is all like, no, monsters are evil. And Dean's like, no, wait a minute. They might not. And, I, and they kept going, like they would switch it like everyone. And I was like, you know what? This is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah definitely a very flawed show but <laughs> fun parts and i liked uh, yeah. then, oh like is dean mad at cast this season or not oh, like that, that was the I other thing SGL and <laughs> the main reason to why i know misha collins is like super woke but i love castiel he was castiel was a fun character whether or not misha collins is an interesting guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love Kaz. Um, also earlier, G-Man had when we were talking about udders. G-Man says he would have drunk from the udder. So good to know, G-Man. Good to know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so back on the boys, I what else do I have to say about this? Um, Huey, the drug thing, where I was just like, I figured, like, you're the type of guy that's going to get addicted to this power, th- and I didn't know how long that was going to last. As far as like, oh, you're a superhero, yeah, you're you're going to want more of this power, like, because you didn't have it beforehand. You're a weak guy, like, uh, that was expected. But during the climax, when he chose to, mm-hmm. I was so pleased. I was like, character growth. Like yeah, you said, this issue did. that he had a pro, like he he feels inadequate and he's having trouble with being powerless, and then, especially dating Starlight, who's who's yeah. powerful. So you're dating a superhero, and so then he's like, I don't want to have to be safe. You know, he feels bad for not being able to help, but he he did tell her, you know, with his dad, and again a father issue thing, of, yep. and just like, well, it wasn't weakness. It was you know that he stuck around. His mom was the one who left, and his dad did his best to to try and keep it. Especially when his life is falling apart part but he's there for his son and how like as much as he can be so I think like in realizing that he had the growth but then he had to have that decision of like do I take this vial to help Starlight out to save her or and they came up with the idea of like well let me just turn up all the lights and the electricity here to like help power her up so yeah that was good character growth it was very good writing too because like he literally has a vial like he has he has the temptation right there and like he pulls it out and he looks at it and I was like, don't do that. It's stupid. Do something smart. And then he yeah. did. He did something smart. Because that's the thing is that Huey is intelligent. Like, yes. That's his like good thing about him. Would you stop it? Missy's <laughs> trying to like steal stuff off my desk. But yeah, like, so to me, I was like really pleased by that, that he was, he went with the, the smart decision instead of the you know, the, the stupid one, because honestly, his superpower when he uses the vial is not that handy for an actual fight. Yeah, it's handy yeah. to run away mm-hmm. from a fight. Which really makes and, sense for his character. Yes, it does. Because he, he could be cowardly at times. 
But yeah, yeah I like, I was like, it would have like, it, what are you going to do? You can't help them if you can teleport. That's not going to be helpful. Right. But what he, he does, does is actually thing. helpful. So that, so he does have some super strength. So that, so there yeah, was he does. that, but it was like uh, going up against soldier boy. Like, no, you're not. Uh, the really only thing would be to, the face yeah. And, boy. and then he, I guess that he could teleport Starly out of there if that's what he, if he had chosen to do that. Cause that, they, that was funny that. when he did teleport them out from the orgy thing, but then they're just both <laughs> naked. And yeah, that was really funny. But, um, Awesome one says it's the no one is evil, just misunderstood trope. But I would argue that Soldier Boy is evil. There's yeah, nothing does. really all that redeemable about him at this uh, point. He also, I mean, like uh, with his father issues, like he did have a terrible father that that led him to be that way. But yeah, he hasn't shown. Unlike Homelander, like Homelander still has shown. I care about Ryan. Like he is trying for that. Like he, he cares little about anyone else or like he even wanted the family. Like he wanted to care about the seven, but then they were all terrible. Like he had a point where it was just like, I wanted a family, but then they gave me you guys like, yeah, they all suck. And so that didn't did. help Homelander out either. So no. there, uh, yeah. So that's why I think soldier boy, as fun as he is, Jensen Nichols is with him. And yeah, there's just, at least they haven't given the opportunity for much more character depth or uh, so it's hard to grow from that. So yeah, yeah, I can say that he's probably more on the evil more. side. Yeah, but every single one of your characters given enough time on a TV show will who is evil will become good like <laughs> or yeah. dead. Or die. Because yeah. there are yeah. two yep. options for evil characters on TV shows. Like it's not the same in movies. Like there can be actually evil. But uh, on a TV show, you only have two options with that because characters have to grow, even your villains, if you're going to mm-hmm. be following them. Like, it's kind of unf- an, an unfortunate, uh, like, Reality. limit of the medium of TV yeah. shows. Yeah, yeah, because then it gets stale. Like, you need to have something change or you... I, I mean, yeah like you just you're gonna have the episodic thing you're gonna have team rocket who's always just mm-hmm. blundering around but even though sometimes they do turn good at certain <laughs> in certain situations um we should talk about the descriptions of the episodes oh yeah 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 <clears throat> so they didn't do this for seasons one and two but they did it for season three which was really their i i think them going full hog into the like going after woke capitalism is like where the descriptions of each of the episodes for season three are like a corporate event thing that they want you to be a part of. And it's re- like with hashtags and oh, prices. Really? Can yeah. you share the screen? Can, uh, can yeah, let me see, see what it says. Um, share. I also liked, I forget if they did it in every episode, we just noticed it on one where it was like at the beginning where it said, this is the the note at the beginning where it's like, this is going to have graphic material. So it was kind of like the warning, uh, trigger yeah. warning, but it even talked about how it was just like kind of silly with it too. Cause it's like, well, let's face it. This is going to be great. Like they even said, like they, they worded it where it's like, honestly, this is going to be, it's going to be a lot to this. So you got to be careful <laughs> and whatever the message said. Yeah, right. so this is the, the season three description for the boys' episodes. And, like, here's this thing, like, where you can get a Homelander limited birthday edition gold <laughs> for only ninety nine ninety five plus tax and shipping while supplies last. <laughs> I've bought com- gold complimentary coins, an investment that lasts a lifetime. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. 
Yeah. And then like that hashtag American hero. Uh, my favorite though is the hero gasm one because it's about the orgy party. You're invited yeah. to the 70th annual hero gasm. You must present this invitation in order to be admitted. Same rules as always. No cameras. No non-soup guests unless they sign an NDA and their DTF. <laughs> and no telling any news media. It's BYOD, but food, alcohol, and lube will be provided. And please remember... Dick? Uh, down to... Fuck. No, no, BYOD. BYOD, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Dildo? <laughs> dildo maybe it is dildo and please remember to rsvp so we can get an accurate head count for the caterer <laughs> i love that can we do that for the for this show Just yeah. do some descriptions <laughs> like that i don't know how we do it <laughs> but i th i thought those were amazing when That's i so spotted funny. them i was like that is that is brilliant yeah like marketing for this show yes. because it's all it's so much of it's about vaught you know mm -hmm. you said they <laughs> didn't do it for the first two seasons this is just no, season they two. Didn't. okay uh yeah i'll go back and read all of those later but that's so fun <laughs> ah, i love the playfulness like that yeah. um oh the other thing too was uh, most of the things I remember now are season three, but the Imagine song that the Deep was putting that he had. Oh my god! I was like, they're not gonna. And then I, I was like, holy shit! They're doing the Imagine song. Yeah, the Imagine video. I and I, like, <laughs> I couldn't remember because it's I watched it once though. But like, did they just use the actual uh, other people saying? Like, they, they didn't re-record. I didn't know if they re-recorded anyone. If those people were like volunteering, like, yeah, let me do it because I'm pretty sure I saw the same. It's like, oh, like, oh, this actress, like, it's her with a, a bad camera angle and no makeup or something singing it. I forget who it was, though. But I was just like, oh, I think that's just the same one from the actual Imagine video. So I don't know if they talked to any of them to to ask if they'd be involved or if they just took the video and they're like, yeah, we're going to make fun because they were totally making fun of it because then afterward they're like, no, this is stupid. Like, why would we? But you yeah. had A-Train and you had... You know, yeah. You um, yeah i died at that scene because i mean i that was one of the moments on the internet where everybody was like you guys are retarded like come on don't don't act like we're all in the same boat here as you're like mm -hmm. filming this from your giant fucking right mansion. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly how it felt like when they did it and they were making fun of it i was like good job guys and they acknowledged that it was stupid that like yeah, oh but, so that's where i think that they are definitely making fun of of both sides to some extent like or else you wouldn't be like calling out the, the stupidity of this because it, but they're like yeah like regular people can totally acknowledge how dumb and out of touch the, the these celebrities are and then that's the same thing with these superheroes they're out of touch too they're mm -hmm. yeah they're powerful and rich and whatever so yeah i well, love that I, f I think of the, the superheroes at this point as kind of like the elites, which is why the boys are take, trying to take them down, because they have all mm -hmm. this power and they're abusing it. They right. don't care who they hurt to get to their fun. And it's like, well, that sounds a lot like the elites, <laughs> like, honestly. Um, and especially with Homelander actually wanting, like, more power, like, socially and politically, uh, like that's terrifying. Like, right. yeah. so, I mean, I, I feel like it is actually for like those of us who are, who don't see this as a left right issue, but see this as a, as an up down issue. 
Mm-hmm. Like it, it does feel more like that, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, because you can take shots at both sides, and then and then they're going to still end up being like authoritarian. But at least they're against, you know, the big corporation. Th- like they they can acknowledge the issues that at least you know that even the libertarian well, the, side of people can. I think it was. See. The second episode in season three, when they go to when he goes to the gun show thing, oh, and yeah. and Gunpowder's doing that big speech about they're coming for our guns and everything, and I was like, what the fuck are they doing here? And then at the end, he says, "Brought to you by the Vought Rifle Association," and I was like, oh, and I was because I was like, they're basically talking about at this point, sometimes uh, controlled opposition. Mm-hmm. Where it's like we the the idea that someone is playing both sides because Vought is also playing both sides traditionally they're also doing the the opposite of the Vought Rifle Association where they're like paying for people to not have power and everything so it's like to me a lot of this has to do with the idea of kind of con- like some of it controlled opposition like a distraction. Like you, you know, you're not really paying attention to the parts of this scenario that matter. And that's what the boys are about. They're paying attention to the parts of the scenario that are actually impactful. Not yeah. the, not the big show that Vought is putting on. Right, right. <sighs> yeah. That, I, I, huh? That Vought is back. <laughs> oh, is it? Man, I keep, blo- oh my gosh, I had a thing. Well, sometimes it's a, it, it's a, it's they a bot change. thing that like changes the user. Yeah, once they, they mm-hmm. um, once they get caught. <laughs> yeah, so I, this is the third time I've blocked it because I think I yeah. came back at some point earlier and I blocked it too. So yeah, uh, but yeah, it's so overall the boys is great. I don't know. Like I, I, I think I guess it might be harder if because it might be more personal if you're on just the conservative side of things. But I guess if you're willing to at least acknowledge that even conservatives have problems on it. Like I agreed with what gunpowder was saying. I'm, I'm like, this is true. Like this is a lot of stuff, like the, the gun issue. Like, yeah, I agree mm-hmm. with it. But then, but then you just also know he's probably a terrible person individually. And he was, so it was yeah. just kind of like, and that's the same thing in real life. I, I might agree with people on things, um, but then they might be terrible people, but at least like you're saying good stuff or the reverse. Like I might, uh, like you generally, but sometimes you say things that I disagree with. And that happens like in the unwoke community a lot too, where it's just like, you're, you're a different individual than I am. We're not going to agree <laughs> on everything. There's another one. <laughs> uh, and Sean De La Rose is here. Puma fist yes, out yeah. on a stream earlier. <laughs> Someone- but yeah. Like I, I do think like there have been people that have said really terrible who, who I think are really terrible people who've said things that I agree with. Yeah. And it's like, I'm okay with that. I don't necessarily believe them being morally like horrific mm-hmm. is a sign that what they say about this one subject is necessarily like wrong. That's a stupid way of judging concepts and ideas by the morality of the people saying them is not enough information. Like it really is not enough well, but- to, Go ahead. I was going to say that, like, that gets into, I, I don't want to get into the whole internet personalities things now, but that this is getting along those lines too. It is. But we're generally, <laughs> it's just, 
Yeah. Like sometimes if I, I think like, oh, you're not a genuine person, but you're saying some good things. Like I don't feel comfortable promoting you overall, but at least like if people are watching you, you're saying the right kind of stuff, whether you mean it or not. And yeah. um, so, so it's like, but I'll, at least I think it's good. Or the flip again, the flip side too, is just like, yeah, I love you as a person and you say a lot of great things, but sometimes like, oh, your take here is really, really bad. And, but yeah. that's okay. Like I, we disagree. Um, yeah. I'm right about everything, but it's all right. <laughs> well, yeah, like when it, I, there have been some people out there who, like, on, like, not to completely delve into the internet personality thing where it's like they get a big following, even on the like unwoke side or the anti. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking What I'm thinking now is all on the yeah. unwoke side. <laughs> But then they're they're not necessarily like great people. All of them. Like I'm not gonna assume. Like I I don't I'm not, I don't assume the worst of someone. But I don't also assume someone's fucking perfect just because they say things I like to hear. Right. Like because I feel like that's a really good way of me being tricked. You yeah. Know? Oh, and that's what's so dangerous too is like, and I see that I guess uh, this is, is I guess we'll get into it here. Real quick. <laughs> yeah. There's been a ton to say about it, but it's just especially recently. But that's why I think we need to be careful. And I'm and I can fall into it too. Like p- people being put on pedestals and stuff, and then and, and you don't realize it until like it gets shattered. But like especially when it's people that you think are on your quote unquote side, like on the unwoke side, you have to be careful that like sometimes they're not all good people. And and you just and like you said before earlier, uh, I forget what the topic was, but it was just kind of like, uh, oh shoot, I lost my train of thought. Um. Oh, about just like following so oh like defending someone no matter what so it's just like even if like you, you love this person and you think they're great but even if they do something bad you're like oh it's not that big of a deal like no take it for what it actually is like it, maybe it isn't but just like just be wary that that maybe this person isn't as perfect as you think they are and i just saw some stuff recently on on social media posts where i was just like here's a reminder of that where i'm like oh yeah people really believe that you're this like kind and genuine person but like even here like if they stop to like pay attention and see what you're doing then they know that like you're you're using other people and you're uh, just to make yourself look better and make other people look bad and throwing people that are uninvolved like under the bus and it was just uh, it's so disgusting when i see it and that's and that's where i'm like yeah sometimes you say things that are are going to be good that like they're unwoke and people are going to like it but like you don't truly believe it and i don't feel comfortable like promoting you ever because i i think that you're can be dangerous to to this <laughs> culture that we're trying to to build here yeah i i i agree like because i i like to me one of the biggest examples of people being like having that shattered for them recently was uh i think the jack murphy guy oh yeah um, yeah i found him very inauthentic myself like i was i don't know i didn't mm-hmm. I, I didn't think he was as amazing as he mainly because when people are like buy my package to make yourself out to be this new kind of person i always am a little like worried about that kind of self-help package promotion because i feel like it's all it's it's like a scam like almost every time like even jordan peterson does it and even then i'm sort of like does this really work? Like, I don't know. Like, maybe it does. Maybe it does. But I'm not, but I'm I think like I'm always- sure some people might find it helpful. Like they might get something yeah. out of it. So there's that. But yeah, no, I, like with him. I'm, I'm just, a skeptic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> but I guess it's uh, for everyone and realize that everyone's human, that when you don't, don't put them on a pedestal because they're going to like, they will disappoint because everyone is flawed. And I didn't even care about like what Jack Murphy, like the stuff that he did, but it was just sure. kind of like the reaction to it. It was what I'm like, Oh, you could have reacted differently and, and better. And, and to, yeah. to either like explain or, or agree, still agree with it or to disagree. And, um, so to me i didn't care about what he was doing either it was that it was his reaction to being exposed that really was like this is like you're not coming off like a good person here right yeah yeah (laughs) so uh, so there's that too and then i guess uh, the thing that black pills me a lot is seeing people who who do defend uh no matter what and like oh i didn't see this terrible thing that they did I'm like well that doesn't mean it didn't happen like just because you weren't paying attention even though you <laughs> seem to be obsessed with them like you and you're just ignoring it or or there are people who do that for the amber heard crowd like there's a there i mean mm-hmm. there's a huge amount of amber heard followers who are just like oh no she's perfect right and you're all like god quit oh i hate people who put someone on a pedestal i don't i don't i don't think it's ever appropriate like everyone no. is human like yeah i'm a huge chris pratt fan i think he's very talented i don't like I imagine he's got some problems. Like I, I think he has ADHD or something. And I like, be surprised. Yeah. So like, I'm not like, I'm not like, oh, he's a perfect per- specimen, you know? Like, yeah. you know, that's not a thing. Like, <laughs> and and I'm prone to. Uh, I I can't. There are people who are like that. The like a pedestal thing kind of happens to me sometimes too. Depending like, oh, like this person seems great. Like they're really intelligent or whatever. Like sometimes that just kind of, or even even when you like get, start liking someone romantic, like oh, I have a crush, and then uh, and, and so you just see like oh, here are all the good things, and then like once you realize like oh, here's the flaw, and then it just kind of shatters. Like oh, you're, you you stop seeing through the rose colored glasses like that. So that can happen to me. But but then I've grown where I really recognize like this happens to me I need to be careful like when it starts happening at least acknowledge that like okay like if you're trying to get into this just be careful like you know, don't be surprised or or like you need to you need to calm down like you need to step back and take a look yeah. and see that like no like they're human they're flawed like you don't have these like high expectations like the unrealistic expectations and yeah. I see that a lot on social media though where they just you have the the, the following where they will will defend to the death and like <laughs> even after like the terrible things that they've said and and done and you're just going to act like it didn't happen and, yeah. and or like well they didn't really mean that or like maybe they meant this other like they specifically said this thing here yeah well yeah i've been in like conversations with like that and i just like I, you are so delusional (laughs) well it's the in like a lot of influencers who actually get really big are actually are cluster bees they are yes yeah and cluster bees are really good at being very charming Mm -hmm. and presenting this amazing image to people and then that's a perfect thing for being an influencer like absolutely perfect so and then these people end up in sort of like a pseudo abusive relationship with their with the influencer, and they're like, "I'm going to defend them to everybody. Anyone, no one can, uh, you know, insult my perfect person that I that I believe exists." And I don't know why someone might be so obsessed with someone they've never met to believe they're perfect. Like, right. well, there's no the, matter like, what. 
parasocial relationships too that they have, like where just people watching ones online are like interacting to some extent. And so then they, they, they get an attachment in that way. Like, so that happens. The thing that I also want to warn about too, because I've seen people talk about this on social media about how like I confided in so such and such internet personality. Like I, I, you know, I told them these things. And then when it's a cluster B person, you get on their wrong side they will use that against you and like yeah. they'll publicize it. They'll do it. And then they're like, oh, I, you know, I told them in confidence, I, I hear like these personal things. Now they're trying to use it to attack me when they just believe that you've wronged them, no matter what you yeah. actually did or didn't do. If they think that you've done that. Uh, and it's, it, takes, yeah. it takes me a really long time to trust anyone I've met on the internet, which I've got a lot of really good friends that I've yeah. on the internet, uh, mostly through Twitter to give them my phone number or my address uh, because, or tell them about like my real like life situation because I just don't want to give, I don't want to trust anyone I, I don't know that well. Like I'm not a very trusting person mm-hmm. <laughs> to be fair, but I'm just, I'm just very careful. Like I, I've always felt like it was kind of something important that I should be careful about what I share with people. Um, and I wish people were a little bit better about that. Like, even if you're lonely, like, uh, don't overshare with some influencer with, with a million followers. That's yeah. You are one of a million to them. Uh You are not one of five. (laughs) So you gotta be careful about that. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then people have like confide. Not that I have a, a big following or anything though, too. But it's just the like I've had people reach out to me that I know online and stuff. And but it's just like I'm not saying never do that with anyone. You just want to be careful though, like and make sure that like hey, that you, this person I. Uh, you're always still like still taking a risk though. Like, do I trust this person? Like, and maybe you think that they're great, but then they end up, they st- still end up, you know, turning on you. But so you never know. Yeah. Right here. But yeah. And I know like I'm, I'm can be careful. And there are other times that I'm not, there are certain people who are just like, Oh yeah, I said more things than I probably should have. Or, but then other times too, a lot of, a lot of stuff where I'm like, Oh, I say things that I, uh, I guess not address wise, but like personal things too. I'm like, well, you know, like uh, what I'm saying when I be- either I believe what I'm saying or I'm being sarcastic. So it's just like if <laughs> what I say on this on this stream or just like in, in chats and stuff too, I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. I can either stand by it or say it was a joke. So <laughs> and, and, and other personal information though too. Sometimes it's like, oh yeah, like maybe this is just emotionally personal, but it wasn't like here's this like secret that no one could ever know. But it was just kind of like, oh yeah. Um, I'm just very, very careful with identifying information. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if I've ever given out. Uh, even I even got a PO box for the people that I. Tra- it was G Man, I think specific, like not not just him, but just generally because he, he offered to send coffee beans, and I thought that's cool. But then when I'm like, oh, if I'm gonna have people sending stuff ever, that would be good to have a PO box. So I got got one of that. Not that I don't trust G Man. If he ever needs to stay here with me at my house. Let me know because we have a lot this month. We've had like people over every weekend. Keith the Hat Guy was just here with his girlfriend, and um, so that was fun. But yeah, sorry, there's a cat staring at me. She wants oh, me right. to yeah, I know. And yeah, I need to dark up. I need to put the birds away. Oh, John Delaro says I'm releasing all of Beverly's DMs. Yikes! Uh, Arnawa asks, "Who will they kill off first, Butcher or Homelander?" Oh, I think Butcher. Butcher. I think- 
I, th- I think Butcher mostly because I think Carl Urban is done. I don't oh, really? I don't think he wants to do much more of the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see that. Even just character-wise, too, I can see that Butcher will be... If if Homelander's how they end the show, like Butcher Butcher can die and the show can still go on. As much as I love Butcher, I think like it can still go on without yeah. him. Um, but then I Homelander, I think, is like yeah. the ultimate end, or should be. Yes, if the show is a good show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, continues so far, to do good. Yeah, characters. I think it's it has. Hachiman says you shouldn't trust me. Didn't didn't you see the thing about the udder? <laughs> no, but you were, but you admitted to that. So you're being you're being honest here. I trust you more now. Well, yeah, I I do have to go because if, yeah. if I don't, she's just and you're like, streaming just tonight too. Eyes. <laughs> yes, you, I am streaming too. Yes. Cool. All right. Well, uh, we, oh, I think I wanted to, I think we're trying to do maybe the Karen movie in Discord Saturday night. We, it was just, it was trying to figure out like timing and stuff too. Cause I know that like, after you're done streaming. So I, I think I'm not I'm, streaming on Saturday cause oh. I'm probably, I'm going to be recording my reaction to Tenocon and I don't, and, and then I'll be editing the video to get it out. Oh, so you're going to be, okay. So- <laughs> And that's what I'm like, oh, I wanted, I could do it Sunday, but then I have another friend coming over this weekend and then he's coming back next weekend. And um, so, all right, if that, if it doesn't pan out, I was going to test if it works even at all tonight in Discord too. So we'll see if that works, but we, I'll post something in Discord and see if we can schedule something or other. Um, uh, book club. Yes, I was about to say yeah, book club. Yeah. <laughs> Which is going to be Fossil Future by who? Alex Epstein. Alex Epstein. And we decide on August 14th. Is that right? Sunday, yes. August 14th will be that. Um, oh, and next week. Okay, I get you a copy. Um, and next week, I think, so my birthday is the following Saturday on the 23rd. And I was thinking next week could be like a fun party stream. So I was going to invite other people, either like guests and or if people in chat. So if people in chat are interested, like reach out to me and let me know. To give you the link, so we just have and just talk. I don't know what we're gonna talk about. My my birthday's gonna be August first. Like, August first, so like so the twenty eighth would be the episode before. My we're gonna have a few parties. Yeah, okay. I'm parties. totally down for the next two weeks of just like inviting people onto on yeah. to chat with us about whatever topics. So if, yes. and I think they could bring their own too. If you guys want to get on and talk, if you have a TV show, game, you know, comics, whatever they want to talk about then join us and we can have a discussion because I think it'll just be I was calling it the Beverly's birthday bash I think Beverly's birthday bash so that'll be (laughs) next Thursday um but yeah okay so I think that's everything we've got nothing tomorrow narrative distance on Monday don't know who those guests are Carter probably doesn't either um 451 next week oh that's right Megan Fox to talk about her her uh the uh, was it the 10 year old old thing yeah yeah Yeah. um tuesday we should we'll have 451 um wednesday rebel civics and dangerous thoughts yeah yeah so it's a full week next week yes Uh, all right well thank you alex and thank you chat and thank you missy (laughs) always contributing such great great information (laughs) yeah but, all right. Have a good night, everyone. We will talk to you later. End credits.
thanks for sticking around until the end. If you're new to Unsafe Space, check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server, which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production does not meet WHO health and safety standards. Please report to a United Nations Sanitization Center immediately. Association with the following individuals is strictly prohibited. Experts who benefit from printing money agree that printing money does not cause price inflation. Trust me, just two more weeks to slow the spread of monkeypox. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice courtesy. Never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.